Hi, this is Vanessa Marshall. I play Harrison Dula on Star Wars Rebels, and you're listening to the Clashing Sabers Network. Here we go again. Chewie. We're home. I bypassed the compressor. You were the chosen one! Something truly special. Congratulations. You are being rescued. Revenge is not the Jedi way. I am no Jedi. Welcome back to the Clash of Sabers podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Drew Brett, and I have a whole host of people with me tonight. Uh, Mark is here with us. Mark, say hello. Hello. Welcome. Glad welcome. to be here. Uh, Zach is joining us as well. Zach, thanks for coming on board tonight. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to talk about a bunch of different Star Wars topics. It's going to be a lot of fun. And lastly, Adriana, thanks for coming on this evening as well. Hi, hello. I'm really excited, too. I have some things that I'm ready to get off my chest. <laughs> uh, okay, good place for that. Well, you might notice Brandon is not on board tonight. He is uh, trudging through the depths of the snow in the forgotten wasteland that was once in the state of Texas. Um, so we're kind of holding down the fort and playing around while he's digging himself out of that mess. So, Brandon, we hope you're doing well. Uh, stay warm and... For some reason, he's watching the Fast and Furious movies all week long. Like, that's the only physical media he has left, he was telling me. He doesn't have internet access, so it was hard for him to get onto his uh, streaming movies. So, once again, physical media for the win. Well, anyway, guys, uh, I got a couple quick housekeeping notes before we get into things proper. Um, The first thing I want to do is say thank you so much for your donations and the raffle tickets and everything you guys bought for our return of the reader fundraiser we kicked off january raising over sixteen hundred dollars um just from people wanting to participate and wanting to make sure we put some books into school teachers hands right now we are working on getting those books procured and we're going to be sending them out to teachers across the country over the next couple months so if you've got a teacher in mind or you have a classroom yourself, go to clashingsabers.net, go to the t- section for teachers where you can nominate a teacher and give us your contact information. We'll reach out to you, make sure we get the right address, and we'd love to send you some books so that your kids have something fun to read. We have uh, elementary school teachers, middle school teachers, high school teachers, rural and urban classrooms. We have um, English language learning classes. We have special needs classes that have all already signed up. So if you teach kids, this is for you. Uh, I cannot stress enough, please. We want to know who we can send this to. We've got a ton of books. Brandon said he went to one store and cleaned out every single Star Wars book that they had on the (laughs) shelf. He bought all of them. I cannot stress it enough. Every single one that they had inside of their store, he's gonna he bought all of them, and it was a couple hundred bucks. So we are planning on wiping out stores of their stocks. This is going to be so much fun. Um, it's like Christmas, but we get to just buy Star Wars books. Who doesn't love that? So uh, just to give you guys a quick introduction tonight, we're going to do the best and butts of Celebration 2022. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, um, Zach, maybe you, you've heard about this in the news. Uh, Celebration 2020 was canceled, and they pushed it back <gasps> two years. Uh, did you know that already? Yeah, I, I did, and thankfully, uh, you know, it kind of works out in my favor, because I actually didn't buy the tickets for 2020, because oh, at the time, <laughs> well, at the time, Jeez. Sam oh had told gosh. me that he's not going, that he wasn't going, so I didn't know what to do. 
And so I was kind of thinking about going later in the game. Um, and it just ended up getting canceled anyway. So, I mean, I do plan on being at Celebration 2022. I have to find the tickets still. But yeah. I definitely plan on being there. And I, I'm a part of a couple groups that shouldn't be a problem for me to get my tickets. So I'm not really too worried. Mark, you were one of those who, of us who were like, the day they announced tickets got online as fast as humanly possible to snatch yours up, right? Oh, yeah. That feels like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? <laughs> wow. I mean, Remember the good old days when you could drive places and go, think, go places and do things? Yeah, we were in this weird in-between place where 2022 feels like such a long way away, but also 2020 celebration, or not not the time it was supposed to take place, but when we were buying tickets for it feels also like a lifetime away. So we're in this weird <laughs> in-between region, the world between worlds. Oh, golly. We are exactly 18 months away from August 2022, so we're... Uh, not really close, but I guess it's coming. Adriana, you live not terribly far from there. What's it been like kind of in the the world where Disney, you can't go out and do things right now? It's so sad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, you know what? I did, um, I did Brave. I did Don Two Masks and Brave uh, Downtown Disney. Uh, but it wasn't quite the same. <laughs> Aww. Uh, yeah, when I went, uh, it was the the big lockdown, so we can. There was no food; you can consume anything on site, which is partly one of the reasons why I wanted to go. Is um, the food? I miss the beignets the most, I think. <laughs> um, but I'm getting my second vaccine soon, so I'm hoping it's open up again. So I'm hoping, like, once I get my oh, second nice. vaccine, I'll be able to go down there, get some of the the treats that I've been seeing on Instagram. <laughs> oh, Adriana, did you see where they're turning the rainforest cafe into the, like, yes. the Jedi I can't something? Yes, I can't believe I forgot about that. Yes, I'm, like, really excited to do that, too. Wait, um, so what I, is it? What, can you explain what it is? Uh, yeah, so basically in uh, downtown Disney, uh, right across from the Lego store, it used to be the rainforest cafe. They have repurposed it, um as a Star Wars, like, um, outpost, like, to buy Star Wars mer merchandise, because originally um, they took out the Wonderland Gallery and were using that as a little store, but the Wonderland Gallery was is really, really small, and uh, the, the day I went to downtown Disney, there was a really long line to get in there, so um, mm. they moved... I, they just moved everything over to the unoccupied Rainforest Cafe. Like, I, there's race speeders that out there, so you can take pictures. Oh, I was looking. Um, there's a lot of Baby Yoda merch. Sorry, Grogu merch um, that I'm, like, <laughs> itching to get my hands on. Uh, yeah, so it, it looks like a great place to just even just take photos if you're not going to buy anything. So I'm, I'm patiently waiting for that. So just, just to be clear... Uh, you're in Florida? No. Oh, okay. Um, I... So there's two downtown Disney's. Okay, my yes. bad. Cuz I'm yes. actually going yes. I'm actually going to Florida in April to do Galaxy's Edge Florida. And so I I, oh, I don't know. I guess man. that sounds like a dumb question, but I didn't know that there were two downtown Disney's. So now I know. Yes, the one in Anaheim is not as big. Definitely not as big as Downtown Disney um in Florida, but yeah, there's there's a good 
amount of shops there. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an art gallery that they're bringing back, the Wonderland Gallery, which I'm glad. I always liked going in there. There's like a home store, which is just like stuff for your like your kitchen, which is really cool. Uh, there's the big World of Disney store. Um, yep. There's lots of food places. So now that now that we're not in 100% lockdown anymore, um, I'm going. I'm going. I'm ready to go get my beignets. <laughs> well, good. Hopefully, hopefully that 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 works out. And because you, you said you're getting the, the second half of your vaccine shot pretty soon, that's awesome. Next so, week. Next week. All right. Yes. Well, before we before we do the best in the butts, um, we're gonna kind of just kind of talk about what you guys have been Star Warsing lately. What's been going on? So, Mark, what uh, what have you been up to in the galaxy far, far away? Well, I have been woefully behind on my Star Warsing. Unfortunately, um, I'm way behind on my uh, High Republic content. Uh, oh, but I have oh. managed. I I did manage to to read the first two issues of the the Kevin Scott comic you know that ario is the artist for um and i'm not really a big comic reader but uh i really enjoyed the first two issues um i think that i'm kind of getting the hang of i read them on kindle and somebody gave me a great tip for how to read them to where you see one panel at a time oh, and wow. that yeah that's that helped me yeah that really helped me because i didn't really i didn't grow up with comics so when I open a comic, I don't my eye doesn't quite know exactly where to go first, and I get distracted very easily, and I start looking at the artwork, and I don't pay attention to what's being said in the speech boxes, and it's just a, it's a medium I'm not comfortable with. So uh, that little tip helped me to enjoy, I think, the comic a little bit better, and uh, I really enjoy the new characters and. Um, uh, I have, uh, I do have Light of the Jedi. I have started reading Light of the Jedi, but I'm only a few chapters oh. into that. Mm, um, I, I will say this. I will say this so far, and I think this probably continues throughout the whole book, is that it feels very cinematic. It feels more cinematic than yeah. a lot of the previous novels. And I really, really like that about it. Um, you, you said you're I a few ha- chapters in, is that right? Yeah, just a few chapters in. So okay. I'm really I've only just just begun, but mainly mainly the reason why I haven't really been able to do a lot of content lately is that I've been doing a lot of like household projects because we are getting ready to put our house on the market. Oh and, wow! <laughs> yeah, so okay. we yeah, are. All right. We're we're planning a we're planning a big move. I'm not going to share just all the details just yet, but. Um, yeah, we're gonna we're do, be doing a very major life change here very shortly, and, and it's kind of cow. exciting and scary at the same time. But we've been doing a lot of things around the house, and so I haven't had as much time to devote to uh, the extracurricular activities, you know, outside <laughs> of work. So that's probably why I'm a little bit behind. <laughs> oh, that's all right. That's that's a pretty reasonable excuse. Well, keep us up to date. And when you get you know five ten minutes here or there light of the jedi is worth uh continuing on it it only gets better there's some there's one or two lulls in it but man oh man what an awesome way to start high republic zach i know you guys did you guys talked about into the dark on sith talk in your last episode what else have you guys been star warsing lately over there um, well, I mean like you know me the the best thing about me and sam's sith talk is like we usually are Star Wars in completely different things most of the time, like when it comes to outside of like books. 
and he's not really much of a comic guy uh, as well. Like, he'll read an entire finished story, like the Charles Soule, Darth Vader, and stuff like that. But uh, same as same as Mark, I mean, uh, to a more heightened level, I've been reading a lot of the High Republic comics, uh, both the Young Adult issue one and... Um, one and two of the High Republic. I've pretty much just been all High Republic um, lately when it comes to Star Wars. And I think the biggest thing that I've gathered from the High Republic is it is very different from the Old Republic, but I wouldn't want it to be the Old Republic. I still want the Old Republic to be its own thing, but I very much enjoy this like heightened Superman level of the Jedi. And there's a lot of topics so far... In these, you know, few um, installments that they've had that answer some questions or some underlying problems with the Jedi, while it's not Hmm. currently an underlying problem for the Jedi. It's something that there's these problems that just kind of every Jedi has, but nobody's talking about. And there's just, there's a lot of layers to the High Republic in so many different ways, but joining up with Mark and the comics, uh, we, me and Mark uh, uh, obviously interviewed Ario, uh, who's drawing the High Republic Kevin Scott run, and his artwork is so beautiful, especially when you're blowing it up on a Kindle or a tablet and looking yeah. at it. And one of the fun things um, that I really enjoy with these High Republic comics, which is what I've been really kind of getting into when the books are not, you know, because I finish books quick, um, is Skier, which is the Transdosian Jedi Master Mm -hmm. with one arm. And it's just so much fun to watch this Jedi Master wreak havoc on people. (laughs) It's just so much fun. It's so much fun. Uh, So that's what I'm Star Warsing. Very cool. Now, answer me this question. It's very important that you think critically about it. Why is Avar Chris the absolute best character that we've gotten out <laughs> well, of the higher public I, I, and will never be topped by anybody else? I know you're 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 making a joke, but in reality, no I mean, I know, I know, I, yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> I, I know that you're being serious, and I do agree with you to a certain level. But again, I think one. The most fascinating thing about Avar Chris is the way that she views the Force, as many different Jedi in especially Light of the Jedi view the Force. I think it's very amazing, all these different paths. But at the end of the Light, Light of the Jedi, no spoilers, she is going through something that a lot of Jedi go through, and that's the thing that I really loved most about the High Republic. She is part of this underlying thing with the Jedi and I love it so much <laughs> that I can't I I can't let go of it and Into the Dark kind of has this same underlying thing but it's different and it's in a different way and it's weird and I just love it so I mean that's why I really like her and I really <laughs> like those characters That's fantastic. she has she has Mon Mothma energy just from what little yes very Super. much yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, let me. Uh, all right. I never looked at Mon Mothma like that before, but now I might have to. Maybe the Rogue One days, perhaps. Perhaps. Adriana, what what have you been up to these days? Are you uh, devouring the comics and the books of the High Republic, or are you kind of steering clear and, and rewatching Mandalorian on endless repeat? Um, you know what? I 
I got Light of the Jedi. I've been getting um, the books on Audible. And the thing is, I'm behind because I am working from home right mm-hmm. now. And usually I would listen to... Um, I would listen to them on the way to work, on the way home, on the drives to Disneyland, <laughs> which I'm not going to. Uh, so I've been really behind. I did try to start Light of the Jedi, um, but I think um, just the beginning, there was a lot of stuff going on. And I don't know if it's because of the way that there is a lot of stuff going on that I really need, just need to sit down and focus. And I wasn't doing that. I was kind of like on my computer doing work. And so it wasn't really working. Um, so I did order a copy, a physical copy. Um, I just haven't, I I haven't gotten it yet. So I'm just gonna, I'm waiting for the physical copy because yeah, I can't, I can't do the audible right now. (laughs) Like I I get too distracted. That's a very common thing. It seems like a lot of people are struggling with this, the the volume of characters that there are and how to try and keep track of everybody because they feel this need to make sure they understand where everybody is all of the time. But I think when you're reading the book, like when you have the ability to flip back a couple of pages just to remember who is who that you're talking about, you, you learn to let go of certain aspects and only when the author comes back and revisits them he does it in a way in which it reminds you of where they were previously. And the more you come back to the characters, you start figuring out who's important and who's really not. Um, also, you learn not to get terribly attached to some characters because they don't usually survive <laughs> the chapters they're introduced in. I've oh, noticed that very early on in Light of the Jedi. Yeah. Chapter <laughs> like, oh, one. Oh, so. Uh, got, yeah. I got, I got all attached to the captain of the legacy run. And then like 12 pages later, I was like, okay, there goes her. All right. Forget that one. Jeez. Um, into the Dark, the second one, the the uh, Claudia Gray novel, does not have this same approach. Well, I mean, just kind of like clear the air a little bit. The, the, Into the Dark is much more straightforward about who the who the main characters are and who you're going to be spending your time with. So you won't. This isn't a High Republic issue. Um, not that I think it's an issue at all, um, but it is definitely a stylistic choice that that uh, the author of Light of the Jedi decided to go with in the first one that is not employed by at least the next book. So just to kind well, of make sure everybody's cool with that. I think for me, it's more an issue of I, I'm at home and it's very easy to like get on my phone or get on my computer and, and start doing stuff. And then I mm-hmm. like focus on that. And then like I miss something and then I start listening and I'm confused. Um, <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's, I think that's my issue because like I said, I would always, I'm always like, I drive a lot like to mm-hmm. Disneyland. I'm about 45 minutes to an hour away from Disneyland. And so if I go to Disneyland like once a week, that's like two hours that I have, like just that's time for me. But yeah, I, it's not like that anymore or going to like shows in LA. It's always, there's always stuff that I was doing that now, um, I'm not doing it. So I, I have so many yeah. Star Wars books that I have on Audible that I just haven't started because of that. And I'm really like sad about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a, yeah, it's definitely something like, like you said, my commute would have normally been an hour each direction. So I'm missing out on 10 hours worth of audio consumption. So I haven't listened to an audio book in just about a year, but it's kind of been fun going back to just uh, uh, more regularly using a physical copy of, you know, I make notes on pages. I can write down exactly which paragraphs are important or I can, you know, 
I, I've really enjoyed getting back into actually reading all the books that I've been buying instead of just leaving them to languish on the shelves or, or hidden in drawers that I don't have room for just yet to put them up anywhere. Oh, well, usually I would just buy, like, I would listen to them and then buy the books that I really like. Um, really? Yeah. So, I like, I do have, um, like, I, I listen to, which one did I listen to? Um recent no i can't even remember it's been so long since i listened to but yeah those are the ones that i usually buy or um the ones that uh like i i didn't like uh i think i was what's the ones that i don't like it's a trilogy by that guy um, i read the thrawn first after the thrawn no, trilogy the after, no the aftermath <laughs> oh oh yeah. chuck Wendig. Yeah, we don't I talk listened, about those books here. Yeah, no. I listened Ugh. to the first aftermath. I was not a fan, uh, so I didn't buy any of those. <laughs> Man, that series really gets so much better at the second book, and then the third book is so good. Are we de- uh, are we going to debate over this, Drew? I am going to vehemently disagree that this series takes an absolute nosedive off the cliff of quality from book one, and book one doesn't start very high up that cliff to begin with. Wow. Um, okay. I just. They, <laughs> It was hard I, for I me to get very, invested. <laughs> I have very strong feelings about those books, and I don't care for them. Oh. I mean, the fact that Drew and I agree on something, <laughs> that's pretty telling. That should tell us something. I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I really did. I mean, ever, you know, all, all mediums are subje- subjective, but I, I fell in love with uh, those characters, specifically... Uh, Sinjir Raphaelis, like, totally one of my favorite characters in Star Wars. Um, so awesome. So I, I'll slightly disagree with you. I love those books, and I think I'm actually going to re-listen to them, because I've been looking for uh. an Audible, so thank you guys so much. You just reminded me what I need to re-listen to after I finish my latest episode of Critical Role. There you go. Is, is, is Ray Sloan from those books? Yes. yes. She is in them, but that was not her first appearance. No, it was oh, New okay. Dawn. New Dawn. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. John, John okay. Jackson Miller's uh, creation. That there. one is a good book. I like that one. Is it? Yeah. I, I, need to, I, I, I started it, but never really got anywhere with it. Oh, I, I that's really one, enjoyed that's that one. That's one I absolutely, I absolutely have to go back and read that one for sure. Right. I just really I love... Cheap copy. I love Kanan. That's, that's why. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was big of a Rebel, like, Rebels fan. I've got I've to read that. That's a good point because it's before it's like the story of him and Hera meeting up. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, and they introduced right. Ray Sloan in that one, so it gets big ups just for that. <laughs> yeah, I might have to go back and try that one again. Pretty big Canon fan. Let's see what if I could find a copy online. Uh, golly, I am not paying that much money for it. All right, to the library we will go. <laughs> I have some Audible credits. <laughs> If you want. I don't drive anywhere anymore. I drive I 20 miles a week. I have 10 Audible credits right now because Holy I haven't cow. purchased. I usually purchase audiobooks like all the time and I haven't. I'm telling you. I, I do too. So- <laughs> and it's funny because when you're talking about the reason like you, you get distracted because you work from home. Like when I went to buy like a pre-purchase these uh, High Republic books, I normally get the audible and for some reason i didn't consciously choose to get the kindle version i just did and it was it actually worked out because i don't listen to audible as much even now even though i'm going back to the office driving back and forth 
Um, I just don't listen to Audible as much, so I think I'm moving back towards reading things because I just I can absorb things better mm. uh, if I'm if I'm reading it myself than Ugh. listening to somebody narrate. <laughs> I don't have the <laughs> mental energy for that. <laughs> oh. Zach, just go take life debt and go sit in your corner for a little bit. Nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know what? Maybe I will. <clears throat> I don't know that I've ever, I haven't met anybody who is like, those books get better as they go on. That is not <laughs> the predominant theory on those books. But hey, more power to you. I look forward to your book report and, and to see uh, maybe I'm wrong. It's, it's been known to happen once or twice. Listen, Listen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it one more time. <laughs> I, would list, I would re-listen to all three of the aftermaths before I'd pick up Alphabet Squadron again. Boom. Okay. Ooh, wow. Hang on. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna. All right, I didn't know this was gonna be a fight tonight, but clearly we have. There are some opinions tonight. (laughs) Okay, if it pleases the court, Shadowfall is the best book about starfighters in all of Star Wars books. It's better than the X-wing series and everything else. It is that good. And March 2nd is right around the corner where Victory's Price is coming out. And you better believe I'm going to be there when Barnes & Noble opens at minute one so I can get myself a copy of that, too. Because I have been so excited to see how that story wraps up. Let's just say I'll be sitting out of that one. What don't you like about Alphabet Squadron? I don't understand. Oh, man. what's Where to start? Uh, (laughs) Just kidding. I'm I'm just kidding. Uh, Yeah. uh, So, man, it's been a minute since I've listened to it. What is the main character's name? I forget her Uh, name. Her her name is Saint uh, Erica Quell. Yeah. uh, Let's start with the fact that the Erica Quell gets handed a, a squadron and then second guesses herself like it's CW's Arrow's Oliver Queen every single episode <laughs> of Arrow. He'd be like, oh, I shouldn't get close to people. Oh, I should. Oh, it's me. I, I should do this. I shouldn't do that. Like, Erica Quell just can't seem to figure out where she wants to go with herself. And it's like this, you're, you're, I'm listening to a book in which Hera Syndulla is essentially giving this person a team of people that don't trust her, don't like her, she doesn't trust herself, she doesn't like herself, and she doesn't even know what she's going to do when she gets the option to do anything at all. I mean, like, that that was my problem with the books. I felt like she, in the first book, had, had come to a uh, pivotal moment, and then the second book just felt like backtracking um, and oh. second-guessing herself much, much oh. more, and I just wasn't there for it at that point. I have been wounded in my mortal soul. Hey, hey, and, and again, it's it's just a it's just a preference thing for me. I don't know what it was. I've it's not that like I don't like squadrons and and like uh, fighter books because I I really do. I just really couldn't get on board with her as a character, and you follow her a lot of the journey, and it's just it's really what lost me. That's all. Oh man, I it's that's that that is so shocking. Uh, to hear, but hey, that's 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 good to understand where you're coming from. I I think Shadowfall was one of my favorite books because of the way it was actually like about something. How all the characters were struggling with the similar kind of concepts of self doubt and fear and responsibility for which they have not been prepared for, and and how they're going to challenge their previously held positions and and whether or not they're gonna really kind of 
indulge in that responsibility the way I can't remember the dude's name. The young kid who grows a beard for Victory's Price. Holy cow, what's this guy's name? Uh, Will Lark, perhaps? Um, Yeah, you're right. Yeah, okay. I I feel like it was something like that. It it was like, the whole book is like about identifying their projections and dealing with them, how one character wants to project righteousness but feels nothing in his heart. He wants to be a good person. One guy wants to be, like, it has to deal with, like, identity and how they are not matching well with who they want to be versus who they are. And I just felt like it was so good to actually be about something other than just... Ship go fast. Ship blow stuff up. Ship go fast. You know, felt really good. So anyway, clearly we're going to have to have a conversation in March when the third book comes out because I didn't know I was going to have to be out here uh, (laughs) proselytizing people into the ways of Alphabet Squadron. But here I go. Anyway, we should probably move on. Uh, We'll take a short break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about the best and butts of Celebration 20. Tantrum about to explode all over the canvas. Back with the Yoda of rap and a spasm. Your music usually has them. But rain for the day, your enthusiasm it has them. Follow you must remove my little Padawan. Jedi in training, colossal braining, thoughts are entertaining, but docile and impossible to explain it. I'm also vain and probably find a way to complain about a Picasso painting. Pete Skywalker, but sound like Chewbacca when I talk. Full of such blind rage, I need to see an eye talk. Can't even find a page, I was writing this. All right, welcome back. Uh, we're going to get ready to talk about uh, the best and butts of Celebration 2022. But I cut Adriana off earlier, and she wanted to make sure she got a chance to talk about something. So, Adriana, the floor is yours. <laughs> okay, so uh, I finally got my Switch. Oh, um, nice. I finally got my Switch, the, the one that I wanted. So I could play on my TV. And the first game I bought was Star Wars Podracer, uh, Episode 1 Podracer. <laughs> and I just want to talk about it a little bit because it is so, so much fun. So nice. much fun. It's like everything I remember about the N64 game. And like the, and like, like the graphics are the same. The music is the same. Everything is the same. Except I could just take it everywhere with me. <laughs> um <laughs> Which is just like the next room over in my house, or maybe the living room right now. But <laughs> but um, I absolutely, absolutely, um, it is the best fifteen dollars I've ever spent for a Star How, Wars game. I the I got it not I, I got a few, the same game a few months ago, um, but I got stuck on the exact same race that I got stuck on when, back when I was playing it on the N sixty four. Um, and I don't even remember what it's called, but it's like one of the vine jungly levels that I just can't make those sharp turns. Um, how far have you gotten in the game? Um, actually, that's that's the one that I'm on right now. Jeez, oh, can anybody beat the <laughs> stupid level? I, I gotta figure uh, out what it's called now. Well, I just got to it like maybe uh, two days ago, so I've only played it for two days. Um, I want to tell you that I'm so mad. I'm so mad at myself uh, because I had the little blue first place for every single one <laughs> until the one right before until the one right before the vines, and it's and like I I I played it again and I got first place, but it's still red, and so I'm like dying inside oh, because no. all of mine all of mine are blue, and save first place except for that one. And so I think that's kind of throwing me off right now. <laughs> um, oh. But yeah, I just got to that one. And um, I figured out where all the shortcuts are. So, oh, interesting. Do you know do where you the shortcuts? 
I, I'm just not that good at it is the problem. Um, do you have a, a favorite racer? Yes. I play with Mars Guo. <laughs> oh, I knew I liked you for a reason. <laughs> I love Mars Guo. I was like, I was thrown off for a minute because I wanted to play with him first because that that's who I played with um, when I had the N64. Like, that's who I wanted to play uh, play with. And so um, I I forgot that I had to, like, unlock him so when i went through the first game and i was like where is he (laughs) i was so i thought i was i was so upset and then i won like a couple races and then he showed up uh (laughs) is he the tall spindly guy with the long limbs yes okay yes he yes but but not not the one with forearms because that's gascano yeah oh that's right okay that's who i'm getting confused with you do have to, Drew. You do have to switch up your racer. Do you know that? No, like, you just have to ride Mars Guo until the finish finish line. And that's- I no, I change my racer. Like, there's the one. What's the one that it's really narrow? It's got super narrow, like a lot. And so when I do that one, I always change it to the. Um, I think it's Clegg. Click, click. I don't know. Yeah, Clegg. Hold fast. Yeah, is it his that has like the narrow, like the more narrow pod racer? Uh, now we're getting really specific. <laughs> uh, okay. <I> don't know. <laughs> um. Anyway, so I do strategically change up my my racer, Drew, and I've uh... played I've played this one a couple of times with Mars. So I think either I have to um, upgrade his turning. Or uh, switch to a character that has better turning and upgrade his turning. So I haven't decided yet. Um, I'm still, like, in the first, like, judges of, like, feeling out how long the race is and, like, trying to find the shortcuts right now. Okay. Zach, have you played this game before? Is this on your in your wheelhouse? Or do you have any idea what we're talking about? Um, I played... I played the old uh, N was it N sixty four or Xbox version. I don't have a Switch anymore because I never really used it when I did have it, so I got rid of it. Um, so no, this is more uh, kind of Sam's thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you guys I mean, really stay in your lanes, don't you? <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's the thing about me and Sam is you know what what I you know at first when we started the show together. We were like, oh man, I feel like we're really alike. And as we got to do the show more, we were like, whoa, we are polar opposites um, <laughs> with a lot of different things. So that's more of his thing. I, it's not that I don't, that I wouldn't love to play Pod Racer. I would love to play Pod Racer with a group of guys in my basement on a Friday night eating pizza and hanging out. It's more like fair enough. Fair enough. That's more of like, Mm. if I'm going to do stuff like that, it's more of a, a social competitive and I will not competitive, but just a social thing. So like the switch for me when I bought it was for a social reason and then COVID hit and then I had no reason to use it. It was just sitting around and I wanted to get a VR. So that's what I, you know, I'm swapping out for. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I, I do wish, um, that there was, I don't, unless there is, and I just haven't found it yet or know how to do it. I do wish there was like, um, the capability to kind of like, you know how there's among us and you can get like together with your friends and play. 
that would be really cool to play like pod racer like that. Hmm. Because the, there's, lo- <laughs> there's local multiplayer, but only for two players. Because my my two boys will race against each other, and it's just it's just a tragedy. Right. So like, <laughs> yeah. um, what what I would Star Wars during COVID was actually my favorite multiplayer game of all time to this day is Jedi Academy. And so I would play, I play, (laughs) actually, I do play Jedi, I still to this day play Jedi Academy online. And it is crazy (laughs) because sometimes you can tell there are guys that like are probably my age, if not older, that are just champs at this game and never stopped playing because they're so good. And then you'll get a random, like, you know, it's a little kid because you're force choking them off a ledge and you just keep going and keep going and keep going. Um, so, I mean, when it comes to games like that, I, I really do enjoy the social end and I don't really care for online games as a whole. But since Jedi Academy brings so much out of me, because that's what me and my brother played, that's what me and my friends played. We didn't play Halo like most guys. We had. Uh, all of our friends, Mountain Dew Voltage, uh, Puffy Cheetos, and we were ready oh, to go. And that's Lord what we did. Almighty. Yes. <laughs> Sugar. Well, Jedi I'm- Academy. I haven't thought of that game in a long time. <laughs> we used to have like, we had like the, the one disc and we get everybody over for a LAN party and just, everybody would just install it off the same disc and play locally for like eight hours. Like... At, at a time. Oh, insane. wow. I will say nothing is more confusing than Mon Matha with a rocket launcher just <laughs> shooting at you. <laughs> like, nothing will just be more confusing than seeing that ever. She's, like, she has had enough of committee meetings. You, you go around a corner and you just get blasted <laughs> by Mon Matha. We actually, really, Mon Matha with any weapon is just terrifying because she's so proper even in the game's design. She looks like she should be writing policy, but she just blasted you with like eight shots at once and they're bouncing off the walls and you're dead. Filibust oh this. <laughs> All right, dangerously close to my other my, my real Listen, world day job. I just just a little before we move on. Um, that's why I'm kind of excited for the Star Wars Hunter game they announced because I'm hoping they have that capability to p- play like with more people, like you know. And it's it's supposedly going to be free, so I'm looking free? forward to that game. Yeah, that's what the article said. Really? On free Star Wars, o- there's the right here. Star Wars Hunters will be available free to download for the Nintendo Switch on the App Store and on Google Play later this year. Yeah, oh. and I, I think that that sounds mm. like, you know, whether or not I have a Switch or not, that sounds like a really good direction because, I mean, here's the thing. there There's probably people out there listening that will scream at me for this, but I hate online shooter games. I loved Battlefront for all of five seconds, both one and two. I mean, the originals, when I would, again, play with my friends on a Friday was a lot of fun. Like, we used to verse each other to just try and get to the Cave of Hoth and take that over in the original one. But these new ones are just not for me. And what I really like about the idea of Hunters is, while I'm not a fan of Fortnite, 
this sounds very much like, okay, we're going to enjoy the aesthetics, the gameplay, um, what different characters can do. So it's going to teach a lot more people the different variety that you can get with Star Wars and allow them to have fun with their friends because that's what really, like, while we didn't have online with my age, that's what really got me into Star Wars was, hey, guys, come over, let's drink some Mountain Dew, and let's play an arcade game as these different characters. And you could be my Mantha, and she could blast me with a shotgun, and I could just take it and be super confused. And that was a blast, and I think more people in the modern day should have that. So I'm very excited uh, to see Star Wars Hunters while I'm bummed out that it's only for Switch. Well, I guess we'll no, have to I, I, get a little bit more information on that one, won't we? <laughs> well, it said the Google, the Google Play... Is that does it's, that mean it's, it's just for Switch still? You can buy games well, on the Switch. I don't know. No, but that sounds more. It's it sounds more to me like they're going for that free to play, but you know, store purchasing, not necessarily microtransactions, but phone based kind of gameplay. So oh, I don't see, feel I like thought it was Switch. It is the Switch. Switch. Well, oh, it, it is, okay. but also but also on the App Store and on Google Play. So oh well, then I'm totally uh, playing, and I'm totally gonna go get some. You know. I'm, I'm gonna okay be a bounty hunter and take down some kids. <laughs> Look, it, Star Wars always Star Wars takes my money anyways, and if I can, it, if that means that if we all get it and we all can play together, oh and like gosh, maybe so record it and put it on face. a Patreon, like I would pay for I'm whatever. Soul. Let's do it. <laughs> that would be so much fun. I mean, at this point, my wife would just be happy if my Star Wars transactions weren't so expensive. So I think if she saw a $5 transaction versus a $400 Saber Forge lightsaber, I'm pretty sure that's a win for her. Oh, my gosh. See, the trick is to not let them see any of the purchases. That's I the just, trick. I just want you guys to please remember that I... My, I purchased a switch just to play a $15 Star Wars game. <laughs> In fairness, you did it to buy possibly one of the best Star Wars games of all time. Definitely the top five. So I, I don't Thank think you. anybody's going to blame you for that. <laughs> all right. All right. It. So we, we got that. Uh, <laughs> got that uh, your system. You feel yeah. better now? Yes. Deep <laughs> ah, excellent. Excellent. So let's get on to kind of what we, not necessarily the harder things, but we wanted to talk about something a little fun. Um, look forward a little bit and kind of uh, cast our vision to the future and say, what is Celebration 2022 going to look like? We are all really excited to get together in Anaheim for the first time, um, especially those of us in the Classic Savers gang. Uh, the idea was we'd all get together and actually see what each other looks like face to face. Not so much. So Anaheim 2022 is coming, like we said before, 18 months away, but we know that not all of these things go off without a hitch. So we thought we'd kind of talk through the best and the buts, which if you haven't tuned in lately, this is just kind of rebranding to say, what are the best things we were looking forward to? What are the things we're afraid are going to happen or things that are not going to go well? And we'll go all around the table and say, you know, start with our number three, uh, kind of go around and say uh, what, uh, what we've put out of these lists for our entries. So... So, Zach, we'll start with you. Why don't you give us your number three butts? Um, my, number, my number three butt would be allowing people to jump in lines early. Um, last celebration, mm-hmm. there was um, one issue that is later down the line for me. But another <laughs> issue was that I would find through people 
that they were allowing random people to get in line for said panels when the rules were originally you weren't supposed to get in at all for said panels. And if you were trying Whoa. to get in, say they were allowing that, now they were allowing it a lot early. So when you thought that there would be no line to get in at 6.30, it was actually at 6 o'clock. And they just allowed these things to happen a lot earlier than planned, which really sucks because you're planning your trip around these certain times. And when stuff just gets randomly moved, you know, early, you really do miss out on a lot. So getting the teams to stick with the schedules um, of when people are allowed to enter a line or when a panel is going to start is very important to me. Um, but that's, that's mostly a me thing. I work very, um, t I'm very time oriented. Like if you tell me three o'clock, I'm right there at three o'clock. And if you tell me randomly that it's two 15, it scrambles. So I, and plus it's not fair to the people that are planning these things out. No, I 100% agree with you. Um, I haven't been to Celebration, uh, but I have been to D23. Um, and they would do, like, certain events they were that you can only line up for um, at a specific time, like in the program or on the app. And we would get there, and it would be already capped out um, because they let people in beforehand. And we're like, but the app said at, you could line up at 6. Um, and so, you know, we did get to, like one of the biggest things was we had gone to get like tickets for some celebrity um, meet and greet. And um, we went at the time they gave them out the day before. And so we were Whoa. just like crushed. Yeah, we were crushed. Oh. Um, and like, so I definitely 100% agree with you. Like, like if you're going to say this is line opens up at this time, you should, you should let that, you should do that because like you said, um, and that's the thing too, with like any kind of convention you go to, you're not going to be able to go and do everything. So you, you strategically pick and choose what you want to do and you, and that kind of goes out the window if they're doing everything like whenever they want and not by. Yeah. Yeah. That, that happened in, um, in Orlando in 2017 for the, the last Jedi panel. Uh, they, they had said that, they weren't going to let people like line up for, they let people line up like the day before, but they weren't going to start letting people line up until like 7 PM. And people were out there at like three o'clock already well, camping out to get their spot. And people like were freaking out because they're like, I'm not even, I'm not even there yet. I'm in the airport. Like they said, they weren't going to be letting people line up early and that here they are. And I, and that ended up just being a whole, well, you want to talk about mess uh, the next day, but that's that's going to be on my list later. So we'll talk but, about but, that later. But thankfully, I mean, thankfully, because I was in Orlando for that celebration, and we had gotten down early. Uh, I think we had gotten down there at like two o'clock. We just got to the hotel. It's like okay, they're not going to start the line till seven. Let's go by the pool. Well, one of my friends that I had went down with, he's a big redditor. And so he already had a celebration subreddit. And he's like, yeah, uh, people are already in line. Let's get our stuff and go. So we had to get our stuff and go to get into the 40, because the 40th anniversary panel was the first thing. So we drove from Indiana to Florida, 
had to get in line for that 40th anniversary panel. And that's then, what it was. It was the 40th anniversary yeah, panel. Yeah, and then and not, then we the had like six hours, and we had to get back in line for the Last Jedi. Well, here's the thing: this was another issue. People were just showing up in the morning. And as they were queuing people in to go to the Last Jedi panel after people had camped out all night, they literally yeah. were just letting other people go. And I stopped that. I was actually one of yeah. the people that respectfully stopped that. And had I not said something to somebody, we would have not gotten into that panel because we were the last chair row to get into the Last Jedi. Holy cow. Yeah, that's actually related to, that's one of the things on my list, was that specific incidence of people. When you guys say that they wouldn't let people line up, how do they prevent people from doing that? They didn't. Like, the very next night, they actually had somebody that came out and said, hey, you can't line up until, like, you can come out here at midnight, but, like, you can't, and you have to line up. No, it was they were letting people in to the building to go inside and spend the night, but then they were closing the building off and then they wouldn't let anybody line up outside until like a couple hours later. But I'm pretty sure people still just formed a line. Like it it still doesn't work. And I'm not sure that there's a way around that completely. Um, But I'm pretty sure people just formed a line like right outside wherever they didn't want you oh, to designate. I was one area. of the first people there outside. <laughs> we were, I probably the reason, saw you then, because the last the reason. Won. Yeah, so were you outside? Oh, yeah, I was outside. Yeah, we were right in front of the doors. Oh, man. <laughs> I definitely like, yelling at Mark years ago, and only now did they realize it. No, I definitely walked past you at the very least, because uh, that entire time... We felt like we had gotten there early, and we just weren't. Mark, what's your number three? Um, but um, I, I'm not a big fan of the celebration app. I think that it is us. Uh, and in Chicago, they had gone to this, you know, lottery system for the big panels, but you were supposed to be able to log in and sign up for like do a virtual queue for some of the Mm. smaller panels and that never actually worked so and there was like nobody really knew if it was a glitch or if they were going to fix it there was rumors that oh yeah they're working on it keep refreshing it because eventually you'll be able to get in some of these panels it never actually worked for me and from what i understood from people around me uh, didn't work for most anybody else either. So that portion of the, the app just didn't ever function properly. And that kind of leads me into, you know, my complaint about the overall organization of the event when it comes to having to secure your space in a very, in a popular panel They keep trying different things, at least the two I've been to. They've done it differently two different times. And they're going to have to figure out a better way uh, Mm. to have people get into these panels because it just just wasn't working. But, yeah, that's just overall the the app itself is not terribly useful. Um, I think it could be definitely be improved, and it's not like... They, you know, they've got plenty of time to work on it and get it functioning by the time the event hits. I mean, yeah. it's only a several-day event, but they've got, like, what, two years to work on it? So, 
Well, and I, I seem to remember yeah, that. So that's mine. When they have, there, there have been like massive people events, and when it's tried to contr- be controlled through a singular app, it almost never works the first time. In fact, it seems to not ever really work in general. Um, for some reason, the story about Pokemon Go holding their first in-person tournament, I think in Chicago, maybe two, three, four years ago, was kind of the same way where everybody was supposed to use the same app to log in and track their progress in the game, but it just never, ever functioned. So hopefully they don't go. I don't know. It seems like an app should be the best way to go. But Mark, like you said, if it doesn't work, it's no good. So I don't know what the alternative right. is. Right. Point. And it wasn't well, it yeah. wasn't really an issue of like where I was located because I tried using it like out at the hotel. I tried using it in the convention center, out on the street. It just never worked. No, it was I'm trying to sign up for the Clone Wars panel and it's not letting me sign up. What the heck? Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know what? I kind of did like when um obviously I've never been to celebration, so please forgive me if they're not like completely accurate. Um comparisons but i did like one year d23 they did this thing with uh tickets and so you would stand in line they would release tickets at a certain time for certain panels um so you would go at that time and get the tickets that you wanted like physical like little tickets for the um panels that you wanted um and then that guaranteed you like then you would only have to go into the line half an hour before the panel started. And if you had a ticket, you were guaranteed. And obviously they had like a standby panel. Um, but I really liked that because the line to get the tickets was not very, um, like it moved, it was long, but it moved very, very quickly. And, um, we would go to just, we would be like, Oh, well, I definitely want to do this one. So we would just go and get that ticket for that panel. And like, we would still have time to do stuff. So I kind of really liked that i don't know if there's maybe they can do something like that but like virtual i don't know Mm. well they did something a little similar to that with orlando uh because you had to get a wristband for the panels that you wanted and of course the most popular ones were the ones that everybody was camping out for overnight but all the other smaller panels you just like when you got your big main panel you just went over to the next one and got in line for that one. And those those moved a lot faster. So those were a lot, much more closer to what you're describing, Adriana. Um, but because of, I guess, the, the way it was like the people skipping in line and, and maybe just the sheer numbers of people that start that have been attending these events, they decided to go to the lottery system. And I'll talk more about the lottery system later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We are going to have some overlap. This is going to be interesting. Adriana, what's, uh, what's your number three? What's your third number concern about what happens in Celebration 2022? Um, okay, so it's kind of, I'm going to just change it a little bit so it's not the same thing that um, everyone else talked about. But um, it's more along the lines of the fact that um, I'm going to just complain about the people because... <laughs> No, no, no. Listen. <laughs> listen. I already like love where this people. is going. Um, Me too. Let's continue. 100%. I have no idea what's coming. I agree. As a agree. fellow hater of people, please continue. <laughs> listen, if if they say that you cannot line up till six o'clock, please don't go at three o'clock and start lining up. Like, don't be that person. Mark. <laughs> like, please don't no, be no, that no, person. No, 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 no. I was following the rules. <laughs> No, like it just that's why that's why these situations get like this is because people like they line up to line up and I'm like, why? 
Why are you doing this? This is like ruining every the fun for everyone if you do that if it says line up at six o'clock let's just all go at six o'clock and line up um because you know what more people more people like fit into that arena than you realize because they put extra chairs in there like trust me every chair that i sat in at d23 was like a foldable chair (laughs) like it's okay um second of all like there's other stuff to do. And like when when you line up at three o'clock and you're not supposed to line up until six, that's like a bunch of hours that you're missing out on stuff that like like you wouldn't get to do because you're in line. And so then that means if you get in line at three o'clock, that means I have to get in line at three o'clock and then I miss the fun stuff. So just don't just don't like <laughs> I just don't understand. Like, listen, it's a, I'm going to be honest. It's a convention. You are absolutely not ever going to get to do every single thing that you want. Like, uh-huh. straight out. So why? Yes, I understand that you really absolutely need to get into this panel. But just think, of, like, in perspective, you know, I paid a lot of money to go to this convention. I want to do a lot of things. So I, I... I'm going to go and do the things that I want to do. And people don't realize that sometimes the smaller panels are way more fun. <laughs> yeah. Because the yes. atmosphere is very different. Like, and and I'm going to be honest. Like, I, when I did the, the D23, like, being in the um, live action panel is really fun. And, yeah, I got a poster. Um, but you don't get to actually, like, talk to the celebrities and, like, when they did The Force Awakens, I saw, like, 10 seconds of Oscar Isaac. So, it is, like, you know, you gotta you gotta put things in perspective, I think. And so, that is my beef, is don't line up until it, the time it says. Because when you line up early, that means I have to line up early. And I miss doing all these other things that I could be doing, like other experiences, Um so that just put things into perspective. You're not going to do whatever you, you're not going to do everything. You know what I mean? And and you just have to be okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm sorry. Like I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> you're asking a, a lot of internet-based people to be reasonable and that is a big <laughs> ask. So I I know listen cuz I agree. I, I mean, it's not it's not really fair. Like some people cannot line up. Like Drew, do you think you'll be able to line up all night with all your kiddos? Oh, bro, no. I'm probably going to have most of this convention from our hotel room. I'm not <laughs> I have no no uh, illusions about this. I'll make all the fun little panels that have 12 people in them. I'll be in those. That'll that's where I want to live. I don't even care. <laughs> no, that's a good attitude to have cuz that's very realistic. Yeah. Yeah, I, there's there's no point because you're absolutely right. I'm going to have a whole bunch of people who probably wouldn't want to be there <laughs> anyway until, but that's a different story. We'll talk about that later. Um, my number three, just to round it out, and it's also about waiting in line. Um, I'm really concerned about how 65,000 people are all going to be waiting six feet apart from each other. Um, it's just going to be a disaster. Um, I have no reason to believe we're all going to be shoulder to shoulder in a sea of people that would be like a football stadium's worth of individuals. Um, I already don't like people being close to me. So having mandates of you have to be more like six feet away from me has been kind of nice. I don't see how this is ever going to work. Long lines are not going to be a thing that can work. I don't know if it's wristbands or an app or like 
fingerprint access only into certain rooms. I don't know what the answer is, but the question is tough. How are they going to deal with the logistical nightmare of managing this many people in enclosed spaces? I just don't see this thing being super comfy. I'm I'm going to wear like 14 masks and may never take them off <laughs> for the whole week. It's just terrifying. Yeah, that anyway. that is one of the, that's one of the big unknowns for for yeah. this next one is like how what in a post pandemic world will a celebration look like and that's yeah. just the big question mark and there's going to be a lot of things that test those theories in between here and there and i just pray that they people are paying attention and are learning lessons and are studying very hard because if we walk in there and there is no plan uh no one's gonna have a good time let's just be honest with ourselves anyway uh okay uh i, I may have something to say about that later but oh okay right. <laughs> oh wow uh, okay <laughs> So uh, let, let's get on the record now. Mark is in favor of close contact with people during a pandemic. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. No, 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 no. So I mean, I, I see. I feel like I'm the only person who has actually been to the convention center where they they're holding it. Um, it's not as big as as people think. So that is a very valid concern um, that you yeah. brought up that I didn't even think about. Because I live in my, like, tiny little bubble, like, where I'm going to get the vaccine. I've got the vaccine. I'm cool. Um, but in but two not years from now? Like, yeah, I still got to convince like people. <laughs> I still got to convince people out here that there aren't microchips in the vaccine, okay? So it's a different world on this coast. But concert. in two years from now, will that... I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a tough world that... It's definitely a different world we live in. Um, and while you don't have to agree with my perspective on it is... If I'm going to Celebration 2022, like, uh, there's no way that you can, at least in my head, go in there without risking uh, whatever health risk that you're getting. I mean, there's a, there's, there's yeah. a, such a thing as the con flu. Like, even before COVID, yes. one con out crud. of four people, like, yeah, con the con crud, crud. Yeah. you're basically signing up for um, germs, germs, <laughs> germs. So, I mean, really it's, it's, there's no way around that. Um, in my personal opinion, again, you can disagree. Uh, listeners can disagree with me. I tend to just have a different outlook on things and you know what? I'm here speaking. So I'm going to tell you guys exactly how I feel. And really when it comes to celebration, I'm not, um, I can understand your concerns, but I, if I'm going, I am already going knowing that there is a chance that I could get some kind of crud. However, I yeah. will say quercetin, zinc, vitamin D, all good things for the immune system that you should probably take before you go to a con. Yes. Seems like a reasonable solution. No, you're, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You're absolutely right. Like, I, yeah. It's a thing that happens. You get Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to tell anybody what to do with their lives, absolutely. But I think when you say, I am going to go to, you know, because let's face it, 2022, you know, hopefully we get past this thing and we're in a better state in 2021 than we were in 2020. So theoretically, hopefully in 2022, we're in a even better, better state. Yeah. But at, at the very end of the day... If you're deciding to go to a Star Wars convention post-pandemic, you are signing up for uh, the risk of doing that. And I feel personally that it is Lucasfilm's job to do the best that they can to limit that stuff. However, 
have you ever seen a con able to do that? I haven't. I personally mm-hmm. have not, and I think there should be measures taken. Like, and we're all smarter now when it comes to you know germs and stuff like that. So I mean, there there is wearing masks for people that are nervous. You can't. I don't think you can um, guarantee that everybody will because there are different people out there who feel differently, and whether you agree with it or not. I don't think everybody's going to wear a mask, but you certainly can, and you certainly can take the the measures that you need to yeah. take. But you're still signing up and taking the risk to go to a Star Wars convention. Yeah. No, you're right. There's definitely some inherent risk everybody takes when they, they, they sign up to, to do this. Even, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago, these things were not, like you said, not exactly um, health conscious and, fr- and friendly in that particular respect. It's basically like a Petri dish for a weekend. So there's definitely an aspect to that. I just, I think it's pretty obvious that we've got to start taking these things more seriously. And to to fail to do so would be extremely disappointing, but not terribly off brand. Anyway, here you go. One more so, one more thing before we change that. I got a suggestion for I you. I keep trying to get away from. I know, I know, but I got one suggestion for you. If you want people to stay six feet away from you, uh, we should print you a belt that has on each side of the hips a six feet, um, you know, like <laughs> measured six feet, so that people literally can't get. Within six feet from you. Bro, That's if it. it takes me wearing a Victorian <laughs> dress and a corset, <laughs> I am not below that, okay? I'm That's sorry. Stra- I am taking <laughs> That's this like we use a we use a hula hoop for to teach our kiddos about personal space. <laughs> Again, I'm a teacher, a if you didn't know. <laughs> I, I would personally absolutely love to see a whole uh, uh, panel being hosted while the entire audience has to hula hoop the entire time. That would be hilarious. <laughs> Okay, let's shift gears a little bit. So now that we've all been around for number three of our butts, we can do the number three of our of the best. So this is going to be a list of things we're looking forward to, something we hope happens, or something that has happened positively in the past that we want to see repeated. So, Zach, why don't you kick it off number three? Take us to the land of positivity. Um, I am looking forward to the Star Wars uh, Disney Plus TV shows, specifically The Acolyte. It could be out before then, but I highly doubt that it will be. I think that's probably going to be the time we start really gearing up towards these uh, non-Mandalorian produced shows. Um, And the Acolyte's Mm -hmm. number one on my list. So I think that's number one or number three on my my best of is the Acolyte. So what are you hoping to see? Like, what is it that will set your little heart aflutter? I'm um, hoping that's when we get the first trailer. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, we really don't know the timeline of these things, um, being that they were announced with an investors meeting, which was basically 2021's year of celebration. You know, clearly they were planning on announcing this in celebration, but they just didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I, I hope that we and we already have a showrunner. So I think we're going to start hearing casting because this was apparently you know, it was produced enough to get a showrunner attached to it, which means there's some form of a script there. So I think in the next, you know, year, we're going to hear casting announcements um, or director announcements. And I, I, I hope they start shooting this show sometime next year and we get a trailer for it. Hmm. Okay. Mark, do you want to take uh, your number three? Yeah, my number three is just it's very simple um i just love walking the floor the main floor um that 
there's just there's something about every time you walk onto the floor it's like you're all your sensory it's like sensory overload you're hit with so many options go this way go that way you can't really make a wrong choice because every time you turn a corner there's going to be something new or different that you missed the last time you walk through just the number of the sheer number of of cosplayers and you never know who you're going to see mm. and some of them are just so impressive and you just it's just, there's just a there's just nothing like it the energy and the feeling of being there um i have i mean i've done a few smaller conventions but i've never done anything on the scale of celebration until 2017 and i just got absolutely hooked on the the feeling of of everything and everyone there is to celebrate this one thing like Back in the days when I did do smaller conventions, it was Star Trek conventions, but they were very, very, very small. They were very almost like community based where you just saw a handful of people showing up. And, um, you know, this is like, you know, it's like it's going to a major sporting event, you know, and everybody's there to cheer on the same team instead of two, you know, one for one team and one for another. Um, yeah, so that's just. Just the general feeling of just walking in and just seeing the big display booths and just seeing all the different vendors and then the artwork and mm. just that rush of what next, what's next, what am I going to look at next? And if you're in between panels, like the first thing you want to do if you're in between panels is either go get something to eat or <laughs> uh, just go down to the floor and just hang out. Can you think of something that maybe you saw on the floor at one of those celebrations you've been to that kind of stands out as like this is why I, I like to watch people and why I like to make sure I spend time out here for that is there something that kind of like you can put your finger on that says that that makes this worth it uh well yeah there's there's tons of little moments here and there I'd have to really like rack my brain to think of like a really standout moment I I was pretty it was pretty cool it wasn't necessarily on the floor because we were outside waiting to be let in in Chicago, but we could see the floor and Kathleen Kennedy came up and started looking at the big Lego display that they'd oh, put man. together. And so she and her entourage came walking up and we were just like, hello. Wow. That's Kathleen Kennedy. Um, <laughs> that was, that was like one of those moments where, you know, it's like, Oh yeah, I really am. I'm, I'm here at star Wars and these are all Lucasfilm people. And I could see anybody at any point. Um, also, I, I really, really loved being next to the Star Wars live show show stage. Um, if you can't get into panels, if you have trouble getting into panels, I highly recommend hanging out near the Star Wars live stage. It's free. There's no reservation system. You just go. It's on the floor. Um, and a lot of times for the big panels, I'd say maybe 20 minutes after the panel has ended, they will bring whoever was on that panel out to the live stage on the floor. Oh, so man. if you, if you time it right, you can be right out there and you can see these people come out. They, you know, John Boyega has done it. And, you know, it, it's, it's always a great opportunity to, to see a lot of the same celebrities. If that's what you go for is to, is to catch up with uh, seeing these people in person. So, um, I'm going to make this really quick. I promise, Drew. 
uh, last <laughs> celebration, we went into the, you know how you go, well, I don't, did you go to Chicago celebration, Mark? Yes. Okay, so we got in line the day of the Rise of Skywalker panel, you know, um, and we got in line to go to the uh, Star Wars show live show, and we thought we were supposed to get in line once they open the doors, go right into the convention. Me and Sam did. But you're supposed to go through security, okay? We did not know this. We went straight inside. Nobody called us out on it. We were in there for two hours, and we did not know why people were not in there. Sam was freaking out. And so eventually I was like, dude, we can't leave. Like, we have to stay, otherwise we're never getting in. So let's just play press. So we covered up our badges. I'm so sorry, Adriana, because I am the problem that you were talking about earlier. Uh, But I didn't mean to. I swear I did not mean to. And so we ended up working out a sponsorship with Heroes and Villains by talking to them before anybody came in and were front row for the Star Wars live show for the Rise of Skywalker trailer and panel. But oh, we didn't yeah. know. I swear we did not know until we it was too late. So no, let me I mean, let me talk. Are, those are happy two hours. <laughs> well, let me let me talk about the the Rise of Skywalker trailer. Okay, so I made it. I made it no secret that I was not a fan of the movie. I, but however, seeing the trailer on the floor at the live stage is one of the greatest Star Wars memories I have in my life. <laughs> it wow. was absolutely off the hook crazy and i had i was surrounded with people so i didn't have a sense of how huge the sea of people was until i saw the youtube video and i really recommend that no matter how you feel about the movie love it or hate it you really should go back and watch that video of of the crowd reaction on the floor for that trailer it it was crazy and it was just no matter how people end up feeling about the movie, it's it's really about for me. It's about the, the what happens in the moment, and in that moment, Star Wars. There's nothing better than Star Wars, and it's well, just that is just a, such an addictive feeling that I wish we could <laughs> hold on to. Well, and I got a different. Uh, my number one has got something related to that, um, but really, Ooh. I you know that day was the best day in my Star Wars fandom of my entire life. Like just. Getting up in the morning, getting in line, going through the gate early, realizing we weren't supposed to do that, and then me suggesting to Sam, who's very nervous about these things, that we should stay in here, him getting really (laughs) mad at me and really nervous the entire time. He's like, Zach, what are you doing? Like, he's really mad. But since I had played Warp Tour, I knew that most of the staff like behind these things they don't actually know what's going on so i was like dude let's just play (laughs) press like we got this bro and so that entire day was such a roller coaster of a ride that really i i have to say that that day is my favorite day as a star wars fan for more reasons than just that story alone that i'll get to later oh excellent excellent we'll save that all right. Uh, where are we in the list? Adriana, are you, I think you're next, yeah? Yes. Um, so I'm really excited about um, the merchandise. And I, I don't mean just like the official mer- merchandise. I, I like the um, 
you know, like the vendors, the homemade stuff, um, yeah. the pins, all the pin trading, all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I get some really good stuff, um, at conventions that I don't get like you, that you can't find like in the parks or anything like that. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I, I know I was really excited when Celebration opened their store because I got like this really cute, like fanny pack that has Grogu on it. And so it's stuff like that, that I'm really like, I'm ready to spend all my money there. <laughs> That's it. It's really simple. I'm not going to go into like 500 details and stories. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. I'm just kidding. Adriana's <laughs> like, I want to go to bed. <laughs> Oh, no, it's fine. It's only 6.30 where I am, so... <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, mine's mine's kind of like that, but it's it ties into um, the, the show Visions that's coming out. Um, so my number three is going to be... Because Visions is the anime-inspired anthology series that should be coming to Disney+, and right now it is slated for sometime in 2021. So we'll have been through it all by the time we get to celebration. So I'm really hoping that among everything else about it, you know, we get to explore some cool stuff in there. Really, above all else, I want it to inspire some some really good artwork. Um, I kind of I grew up with in the anime cultures and whatnot back in you know back when I was in high school and, and whatnot, and I really do miss a lot of that because. It operated on a lot of levels of, of not just what the story was doing, but also what the art, the story that the art was telling as well. And there's a lot of celebration of the artwork from those anime shows and whatnot that is really inspiring. And I really hope that people will take advantage of that and make it make it something special. You know, make it something we haven't seen before, and especially in the Star Wars world, where I don't think that. The, the animation we have is good, but I don't think it, it rises to the level that it can. And I think that the show Visions is going to push it over the top. I think it's really going to hit people hard in a good way and really challenge people's expectations about what a Star Wars show can be. And I think that this, at, at Celebration 2022, is going to be the best time to find stuff that's worth hanging on your walls. That's really what I want to get. So Adriana, it's kind of like yours where I like to collect things like the pins and the artwork and stuff. I think that stuff's really fascinating, especially when it speaks to me and this, the show being right up my alley, it's just going to be, it's just going to grab my wallet and just empty the whole thing right on the table. And I'll just take one of everything. (laughs) It's going to be really, really sad. (laughs) Uh, Two tips that I have. Uh, First of all, be sure, be sure and bring a poster tube like a large yes. poster tube that okay, you can carry around with you. Um, and then anything like if if uh, the convention center, I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure this is true in Anaheim, but they're usually convention centers have uh, uh, shipping centers where you can sh- actually ship your merchandise yeah. back to they, your they home. Will. I, yeah, yeah. I really highly recommend doing that if you if you end up buying a lot of things or oh, even just a, a smart few idea. things. So I don't have to carry it in the plane. Also, yeah. Also, yeah. just mm-hmm. another uh, another tip. Um, not all the vendors do this, but some of them, especially like the ones that have like that are like um, like homemade crafts and stuff like that. Um, if you wait till the last day, they really will like give you a little discount because they don't want to take all that stuff home with them. So sure, yeah, interesting, yeah. And now for some of the featured artists that are like in the artist 
gallery. I forget what they call it, artist corner or artist gallery, something. Anyway, the, it's where they've selected, hand selected certain artists to feature uh, for celebration. Um, a lot of those, a lot of that artwork will end up going up for sale prior to the convention. And I highly recommend going through those and looking and seeing if there's anything that catches your fancy that you might want to go ahead oh, and pre-order. Yeah, because a lot of those, a lot of those uh, really popular prints will sell out very quickly. And so, but if you wait until you get there, they may not have any more. So, so that's another do, tip. You don't, you don't pick it up there, do you? Is it something you, do. you just have it shipped to your house? Oh, you do. You have to pick it up there. Yeah, you do have to actually go up and actually get it from the artist uh when it's when it's you know when you arrive um uh yeah so um yeah and i forget how like the system works where you end up going and you pay for it first and then you take your ticket to the artist and then they roll it up for you uh anyway um yeah interesting okay well good advice i'll have to make sure i have a poster tube and start saving my quarters now i suppose good grief um, all right. So that's all the way around the horn. So we're going to go to Zach back to you for your number two, but I'll be honest. This is my uh, final, but I don't really have any other problems with celebration. <laughs> um, and that is uh, last time's lottery system. I was really upset about the lottery um, <laughs> because while I feel like once I accepted my fate, um, and I got a pretty good hand. I think uh, I got the I got the Jedi Fallen Order and the Mandalorian panel, which was a really good hand. I primarily bought the celebration tickets to get into the Rise of Skywalker panel. And while it sucks staying the night and sleeping in a sleeping bag to get into to get in line for these things, I would rather me being able to choose my own fate than not having any chance at all. Because, like, some people only got the Phantom Menace anniversary panel. Like, a lot of people actually got really bad hands, and that really sucks because I got a good hand, and luckily I bought the tickets uh, for me and Sam. So when we got that actual, um, you know, lottery, we got them together. And some people who bought tickets separately with their friends got different panels, couldn't go together, couldn't do these things together. Um, and some people got some really lame panels that they didn't really want to be a part of. And I'm not saying The Phantom Menace isn't a great panel. Um, I'm just saying that by the end of that, I left and I went back home and watched The Phantom Menace panel from home. I just wasn't really that interested in it. But the lottery system... As much as I like not sleeping on a concrete floor, and as much as there is definitely an Instagram post of me taking a selfie on the concrete floor saying, this bleep sucks, um, I would rather it be in my my hands, my fate being in my hands as to which panels I want to go to. Can you kind of explain how, what the lottery system was and how it worked? Because I'm not familiar with okay, what it was so supposed to be. Okay, so basically you... We bought the tickets uh, like a year in advance, and actually the Chicago tickets sold way faster than the Orlando tickets, yeah. like a lot faster. Like I told Sam, oh, it's it'll be fine, buddy. 
uh, just wait like a couple months and you, you can buy yours if you don't want to buy them now. And then I ended up buying those tickets for him immediately because I saw how fast they were going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so we, you know, kind of sat on it, sat on it. And I think like up to like two months before celebration, two to three months, they said, okay, we're going to do a lottery system. We're not going to have people stay the night and sleep in, you know, uh, panel floors on concrete and stuff like that. And I'm thinking, oh, awesome, great. But we're going to randomly select which panels you get to. And I think there were uh, four main ones. So I think the four main ones were the Rise of Skywalker panel, which is what I was primarily going there for, the Mandalorian panel, the Jedi Fallen Order panel, and the Phantom Menace one. Mark, am I missing a major one? I think you think you covered it. Yeah, um, so those were the four panels, and you would be randomly selected to well, get into was, those there panels. there were a few smaller panels, weren't there? They did have a few smaller panels. But the lottery was for four, those four major ones, I believe. Okay, okay. So there were bigger ones in the arena, like the Clone Wars uh, panel, the Alan Tudyk Q&A. There was a lot of arena panels, but those were the four big ones that would justify an overnight stay. Um, and that was where the lottery was. And so basically some people only got the, paid the same amount of money as me. They only got the Phantom Menace. Some people only got the Rise of Skywalker. Some people like me got the Mandalorian and Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, I have that beaten, but I'll get to that in a minute. (laughs) Oh, okay. All right. Um, did, um, so no, I mean, I guess you're next in line anyway. So is that on your list? Uh, yeah, and I'll have to I'll have to jump ahead a little because it wasn't my number. It'll be my number one. Okay, <laughs> well ba- we'll come back to it. Don't don't give it away. Yeah. Just okay, yet. yeah, yeah, we'll come back to it. But uh, basically, I really didn't like that the fate was not in my hands. And when I buy something, I want it to be in my hands. While I don't like sleeping on concrete floors, I also like the fact that I get what I signed up for. So that's my end. So, and when you say sleeping on concrete floor, the idea there is you would have to wait in line overnight in order to make sure you got close enough to the front of the line to get into the ones you actually wanted to get into. Is that right? Yes. So, theoretically, like Orlando, we stayed overnight to get into the 40th anniversary panel, which was my first time doing anything, and it was complete... It it was such a culture shock, but I had never cried so much in my entire life, like to the 40th anniversary. And then we, we had to go to the last Jedi cause that's why we came there and we wait, waited overnight and we got into that. And then guess what? We didn't really care about anything else after that because we were so tired, but we did the things that we <laughs> wanted to do. And the choice was ours to, to make, to get into that stuff. Interesting. Okay. So be it. Mark, what is your actual number two butt then? Uh, mine is the the general lack of organization. Um, this goes to this speaks to Reed Pop, who manages these conventions. Mm. So it's not really a Lucasfilm thing. Um, the Lucasfilm portions of the convention, which is really just the content of who shows up at the panel and what they discuss and so forth and so on, I think is handled expertly. Like it is, that is like fantastic part of the convention. The organi- the organization, which is 
uh, where people line up, when they're allowed to line up, who knows what, who can tell you where something is or, you know, anything related to the organizing is ReadPop. And ReadPop apparently does a lot of conventions and you would think that they would get it, they would have figured out how to get it right by now, but they have not. And Mm. a lot of the issues that Zach was already talking about with Orlando had to do with the venue and where they allowed people to come in in that morning, that first morning where people were skipping in line. That came down to who was allowing who to come in what door. They had shut off. There were two big entrances to that that convention center, and they had only opened one of them. And the line to get in that morning was so far down the street, it was ridiculous. And there were people that had been, that had gotten there that morning and were outside the building and had waited for like, I don't know, maybe four hours to even get into the building. It was, it was ridiculous. And then the very next day they figured out, oh, we should probably open up this second entrance, this another big entrance. And then that would help with the flow of, you know, people. And sure enough, it just feels like every convention they're like the first day is chaos. <laughs> it's just sheer chaos. Yeah. Because yeah. they have not figured it out. A lot of the people that work there are volunteers and bless their hearts. They're just Star Wars fans, most of them. And they just think, well, hey, this would be a great way for me to go to the convention. Just, you know, just be a volunteer. And that they're not. Interesting. They Yeah, they don't have people above them who are organizing them properly. So a lot of times people that are out volunteering just look at like deer in headlights. Like they just can't really help you because they don't really know what's going on. But that really comes from the mismanagement, in my opinion of, uh, you know, who's the organizer of the event. So that's my number two. Yeah. It's kind of disheartening to hear that the company, the same company who manages like all the different PAX events, they've done comic cons and whatnot. Some of the, the major, I guess you'd call them pop culture events still has basic roadblocks, like how to get people inside the building. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not great. No. Yikes. That, it, it's Adriana. How does that how does that work in like because you you're more familiar like you said before with the the D twenty three events? Does that sound familiar? Would you have similar yes, complaints and issues yes, there? Absolutely. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was my second or third one. Um, it was it was one where um, I think Black Panther either had just come out or was coming out and there was an opportunity to get like a meet and greet with Chadwick Boseman. Mm. So um, they were releasing the tickets in the morning and um, I was like, I, we we were like, okay, we got to go early because I know that one's going to go fast. Um, we got there early. The line was already like super long. Uh, I think it might have been my second one then. Cause I didn't realize how long it would take to get in right at the opening um took i want to say we were in line i want to say like two hours before we even moved and then once we moved it took us another hour to get in and so by the time we actually got in a lot of the experiences that i wanted for that day the tickets had already been given out um so that was that like was really disheartening and and not to say like you know that 
I didn't have fun because uh, there was still other stuff that I did and I did want to have do and I got to do. But, you know, if if the reason that you can't do what you want is not your fault, it's like out of your control type thing. I think it makes it just a little bit worse, especially because you're like, hey, you could have organized this better. Um uh-huh. I, yeah. yeah, especially because you do pay you do pay money for that for these things, you know. So if you're you're, it's kind of what I talk about. Like when I talk about like my um my Disney pass, like people are like, oh, it's so expensive. I have a pass to Disneyland, and I also have a pass to Knott's Berry Farm and Six Six Flags. Um, you definitely get what you pay for. Um, when I go to Knott's Berry Farm, their lines are like not as organized. You know, um, one time. Because I bought the refillable cup um, from Knott's Berry Farm. It took me like 40 minutes standing in line to get my my soda refilled. Um, When I go to Disneyland, there's like, there's fast passes. There's different things that they do, you know, to help alleviate. And most of the time, like, you can't, like... You get to do what you want to do. At least, at least that's my experience. So you really get what you pay for. And if you're paying a lot of money... Um, for something, I feel like it needs to, the people in charge really need to know what they're doing, really need to be organized. Um, because look at everything that we've talked about right now so far for the butts is basically on the end of like, like organization and uh like logistics. Yeah. Logistics. Um, you know, and there are conventions that, that do it. So you can't have the excuse like we don't know what we're doing, especially because you're read pop and you're supposedly this is what you're supposed to do. Hmm. Yep. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes open and see. Uh, my number two is both hyper specific, but also I feel like it's pretty uh, broad and should apply to everybody. So here's my question for you guys who have been to these things. How am I supposed to eat? during this event because <laughs> that was my no that was my number two for the, the I, butts <laughs> i have gotten to the age where my diet is now kind of restricted from the fast food and easy to grab things and go and eat category of foods what the freak am i supposed to do <laughs> if i can't eat cheeseburgers anymore like I need you guys to explain to me your Mark and Zach, I guess specifically. What did you guys do well, for the food situation? Or, or can I just jump in? Uh, yeah, because I've had the food from the Anaheim Convention Center. Um, mm. So that was actually my number two is the food situation because the food that they have, like they have like little kiosks on different floors. And that food, first of all, is not good. It's not good at all. It's nasty. <laughs> and it's very overpriced. Um, mm-hmm. if, if you're lucky, sometimes, some events they do do, they do have like the food trucks come out and like they'll be in the main courtyard, um, around lunchtime. But again, Oy. those are also kind of pricey. Uh, so my, my biggest concern is like getting like, I guess, better quality food um are, are and, you allowed and, like, to bring I, food in yeah yes. yeah you can bring your own yes. food in okay. 
Yeah, I'm not, but I'm not above like hitting up the grocery store the day we arrive in. No, you absolutely should. Just keep in mind that if you're going to have a backpack with you, if it's if you load it down with a lot of stuff, you're going to be carrying that weight around with you all day long. So that's just yeah. the only thing about having a backpack is just remembering that it's going to wear on your back after a while. Your back's going to start feeling it. <laughs> yeah. But I highly recommend bringing your own drink. Uh, a refillable water water bottle is essential. Um, and yeah, bring, I just brought like a hat, like it just boxes of like, you know, protein bars and granola bars and fruit snacks and just things that would sort of keep yeah. me going during the day. Eat a big nice. breakfast if you can, and then just kind of stay, sustain yourself on things yeah. that packaged things you could snack this, on and then have a dinner at, back at the hotel. This is where your hotel comes into play, too. Um, if you have a really close hotel, like there are, are hotels literally like right next to the convention center. So if you're lucky enough, maybe you could go back. But um, I always stay a little bit further out. So it's not conceivable for me to like leave Mm-hmm. And yeah, go, you yeah. Can't just run it's, back to the room for something. Yeah, like and then right. like you're not, you're not gonna have your like you can take your car, um, but it's just <laughs> not from North Carolina. <laughs> no, like you, no. yeah, um, you like having to walk back to your car and then, um, because <laughs> I I cheat sometimes because I I ha- I had a pass and I don't have one anymore. Thank you, Disney whatever um that's another topic um but you're not supposed to park in the disneyland parking lot that's across the street from the convention center but i have a pass so i would just use my pass and park there for free yeah (laughs) um but yeah even though even though parking there like it's a big hassle to like leave and um go somewhere to eat and then come back and yeah so i would definitely just take a lot of snacks nutrigrain bars are my favorite um, but I wish, I do wish the convention center had like, like better food. Um, because like I said, I wouldn't mind paying like $10 for a sandwich if it was an actual like tasty sandwich. Um, the sandwiches that I got were not tasty, but I ate them because I was hungry. Oh, now, yeah, now I will say this, <laughs> the, the food court that was at Chicago's convention center was not bad. No, we really? did have one. Yeah, we did have one meal there, and I was actually like, "Oh, wow, this is not nearly as bad as I was expecting." Well, okay, I mean, so like for hope. me personally, I, I have a different outlook. Um, I eat chicken and rice bowls, protein bars, stuff like that on the regular, even when I am on a quote unquote bulk. When I go to a con, I simply accept that I am going to be garbage for three days. Yeah. Yeah. And I consume as much. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, in, in all humor aside, I bring the protein bars. I might intermittent fast in the morning because that's really just kind of what I do normally anyway. Um, but I tend to go outside anyway and, and eat a bunch of garbage. That's just what I do personally. It's it's kind of a vacation for me. So I really don't have much much to offer on that one. But from the Orlando <laughs> one to the uh, well, yeah. I mean, like when I met Lindsay. Uh, in Chicago for the first time, I ended up like three in the morning eating a uh, cinnamon roll in Sam's kitchen. So clearly, I'm not dieting <laughs> on a con. Um, <laughs> well, you walk so much anyway, so you do. You know, so you really yeah. do burn. But I will say yeah. that I have been to that convention center, the McCormick Place, three times, 
and their food really does step it up. So um, I'm glad that Adriana knows more about Anaheim because, uh, yeah, I'm not really going to pay that much money for uh, a really under-average cheeseburger. Now, I'll pay a lot of money for a really good cheeseburger or a subpar one, but a really bad one, (laughs) eh. You know what? I, I haven't done this. I haven't done this, but I would be so down, like... If, if, oh, no, never mind. That's Are you asking me for a food challenge? No, 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 no. I'm in. I was going to say, I was going to say we should, I, I don't have my pass anymore. Um, because they got rid of them, those jerks. But anyways, I was going to say if we like, usually I go with my friends who have passes to these things. So I would be like, Hey, I've never actually gone to eat, like made a reservation at Disneyland to eat during after the, like during the, like, you know, when the convention's over, um, let's do that. But I don't, oh, that's man, I, I would have really totally expensive. been, I, I would have <laughs> totally been down for that. I am so good with any kind of variety of food, eating challenges, whatever I can do. I mean, <laughs> it would have yeah. been it would have been cool. Like I don't know what times they do for celebration, but a lot of the stuff ends up like winding down around six or seven. So like getting like a late dinner reservation at like um, one of the oh, like a Blue Bayou or something that would have been really cool. But why would you pay for one ticket for Disneyland if you're only going to be there just to eat? That's dumb. I'm dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like I'm going to be hitting the grocery store and just, you know, heading back to the room every night and cooking cooking dinner at six o'clock. So if you guys are hungry, just, you know, come on back and let me know ahead of time. So I will pitch in. Right. I'll pitch in. <laughs> if you're going to cook it, I will. I will like gladly pitch in for you to I feed can, me. I can whip together something mean that you might like one day. <laughs> All right. Let's let's shift back over to the uh, the best lists here. Um, we'll hit the number two. We're getting we're about halfway through now. So Zach, what's your number two best thing you're looking forward to? Uh, Taika Waititi's Star Wars uh, movie. I, nice. I, I'm not saying Good that pick. we won't have more announcements now, um, but I really feel like we'll get the. I I think before 2022. We'll know, um, in essence, what it might be, or at least the timeline, uh, but we won't know the tone or the feel of the film until, I think, uh, Celebration 2022. So that's something that I'm really excited uh, for, being a huge Thor fan. Um, He revitalized Thor. I'm yep, very excited absolutely. for Thor Love and Thunder. Um, I'm a big fan of his work. Jojo Rabbit was a, by the synopsis alone, a tough film to handle. And he somehow yep. managed to um, make it a really touching film. And when when I first read about that film, I was like, ooh, this is a bad idea. I don't know how you make this work. And so... Once I saw that film and it really worked out, I was like, okay, this guy can do anything. And not to mention his love of fandom, his love of Star Wars, Mm -hmm. his uh, great writing. I mean, he's a really good writer, too. I mean, there's the sky's the limit to this guy. So I think that that is definitely what I'm second most excited for. And I think we're going to get a really good tone uh, for what his movie will be, even though I think we're probably going to get an idea of what it is before Celebration. 
Yeah, it seems reasonable that we'll get some kind of like a trailer or a teaser or some kind of sizzle reel thing. Because I think right now the only film we have a date for is the Rogue Squadron movie, I think is 2023. I want to say December of that year. But beyond that, I don't think we know anything else, really, do we? And I don't think you're getting Taika's movie for... If that's 2023, I don't think you're getting Taika's movie till 2024, 2025. Yeah, I tend to agree. That still puts it, that's still really early in the the life cycle of the film. They wouldn't if it's 20 even if it's 24, I can't imagine they would have started principal photography, so I don't know what they would show. Uh, but we'll see. That's a good pick, man. I'd forgotten about that one. Yeah, I agree. Mark, number 2, the best thing you're looking for. <laughs> My number two depends entirely on the timeline because I'm not entirely sure that it won't have already debuted by the time Celebration hits, but it's the okay. Obi-Wan series, uh, the Kenobi series. I don't think that it would air before Celebration. Um, I know that we've got the Book of Boba Fett happening this year in December, right? Yep. And then sometime after that will be... Sometime in 2022. Yeah, it would be Obi-Wan. So I'm thinking because these shows have generally been released in the fall, that Celebration would be like the last big promotional push for this new show, which would be the airing sometime in the fall, like November, so October, cool. November. Yeah, so that that's the number one project, TV project that I'm looking forward to just because, you know, it's... Uh, it it is you know it's that additional piece of prequel era storytelling that uh, is not necessarily something that we need to see but I want to see like it's just the idea of bringing you and McGregor back and having him like have this be in this starring vehicle um, and I'm a big fan of what Deborah Chow did on The Mandalorian so I really want to mm, see what she's mm-hmm. going to do with an entire series. Um, I also love the idea that this is really just a self-contained, like limited run event. It's going to be essentially the Obi-Wan movie, but stretched out to, you know, six hours or so. Um, (laughs) And that's just nothing new. That's not something that we've seen so far yet in Star Wars is these uh, miniseries. So if I had to guess, that'd be my number two. Okay, so I I hope that you get what you want, but if I had to put a bet on it, I would say that the Obi-Wan series comes out uh, next April. That's my guess. Yeah, I was thinking sp- spring might be the earliest that they, would, that they might air it. Yeah. But you, so you, but you think it would air that soon after the Book of Boba Fett? Well, The Mandalorian no. finished filming or uh, started filming early, like, December of uh 2019 and wrapped i believe before covid or stopped and continued and it still came out earlier than expected in october so if it's it's gonna be filming this spring i mean like that's probably like six nine months i mean you're you're gonna be pretty close to that i mean it doesn't take as long to do from my knowledge, uh, production for a TV show, even with that kind of level of graphics uh, that a Star Wars show requires, I mean, that's still, like, even if they wrapped in February, uh, you know, 
March, April, May, June, July, October. That's six months. I mean. Also, um, it's different, but uh, WandaVision is just about to finish two more episodes. And then the Falcon and Winter Soldier is like right after that. March. Absolutely. 19th, 19th. Okay. The difference, though, with those is uh, that Falcon Winter Soldier started production before COVID and finished, I think, uh, like mid last, yeah, like mid mid to late last year. But they had started production. I I, I'm not helping myself with the argument, but I I really think (laughs) actually, if I would guess, I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on record for this episode: Star Wars Disney is for some reason very in love with the May dates for Star Wars, even though that December is my favorite time for Star Wars now. Since The Force Awakens, Star Wars had this, like, flag in December. And then Solo tried to do it in May on top of the Avengers. It didn't work out. If I were to guess, I'm going to say... I would say Kenobi is going to happen around the May 4th date, 2022. Hmm. Yeah, it's a good prediction. Yeah, it's 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 pretty reasonable too. May has, has all six of the classic Star Wars films were released in May of their their particular year, so they were trying to follow the trend there with a couple of those films. But yeah, they had to move things around as things got challenging. So May for the Kenobi series sounds pretty reasonable. Um, in that case, if it's only a six, Mark, you said it's a six episode run. I think is what we've heard. Uh, six or six or eight. Six or eight. So, I mean, if you start mid-May, you know, kind of, or as you get closer to Memorial Day, six eight weeks is not but two to four weeks away from celebration. So, August twenty twenty two could be the Kenobi celebration, for all we know. Uh, Mark, I'm kind of with you. I hope it it has not aired yet at that point. I hope it's more of a here's all the interviews and here's all the behind the scenes things we can release, but the show is coming. I think that's a better energy for celebration rather than let's celebrate the thing you all just watched last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Adriana, what you got? Uh, I'm really, really, really excited for um, the Star Wars night that they're going to have at Disneyland. I'm assuming they're still oh. doing it. I'm assuming they're still doing it. and Because um, I still have Mark's, Mark's ticket and my ticket so <laughs> they better be doing it um uh i just as i i've done these the star like the disney at night events a lot and they're always so much fun like i've never not had a good time at these events um uh the last one that um the last they had the star wars at night um i went and it was so much fun that me and my friend who went were like, okay, no, we have to come do the second night too. So while we were in oh, Disneyland, man. we purchased our tickets for the second night, which is the very next day. Um, oh my and gosh. it was so, so much fun because they bring out like characters that you don't normally get to see. Like I got to take a picture with Darth Maul. Um, he was thoroughly very scary. Um, but it was like, it was fun. I got to take a picture on a speeder bike. I got to take pictures with Ewoks. Like it was, and like, I got to eat these really cool like foods. They had like the lightsaber churros. So everything about that, like everything about 
that with those nights has been so much fun and like the fact that you're in star wars and it's uh, um that you're in disneyland and it's star wars and it's nighttime and now that they have galaxy's edge like there's a lot of different possibilities a lot of things they could do so i'm really hoping that um there's a um that they do like do something um in conjunction with with celebration um it would be cool like maybe um if they have like a mandalorian another mandalorian panel or something like that like and they have like characters from the mandalorian out like that would be so much fun and like the best thing about these things is that you know um they the park is not to capacity so you get to do a lot of things um And yeah, I just, I, I love those nights. I have so much fun every time I go. And like, just the fact that I'm going to get to do one of those things, one of those events with like Mark and Lindsay, um, like I'm really excited for it. Yeah, that, that was something that I missed putting on my list. Cause that was something that I was looking forward to last time. Big time was that, was that after hours event, uh, just the idea of being in galaxy's edge during a Star Wars celebration was like, you know, I couldn't, I mean, it's being in the, being in the convention is, 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 is a big enough event, but then being in the, the park where they're immersing you and being in the world of Star Wars, like you're literally in the world of Star Wars, uh, during celebration was, was one of the things that I was like really psyched for, although they weren't going to have, uh, Rise of the Resistance running. Do you remember well, that, maybe, Adriana? Yeah, maybe now they... It's two years. They can figure out how to yeah. run it all day. So I'm <laughs> They hoping, gotta run it. Yeah. Um, Rise of the Resistance really is super fun. So I really do hope they they have their stuff figured out by then so that we can we can enjoy that at night. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to, like, just the experiences that they're going to have out, the special food offerings. Um because it's always it's always something really really fun and really cool and they're my favorite like my favorite things i buy like a lot of pass holders were like griping about having to pay like a whole extra hundred dollars or whatever for another ticket when they already have a pass and i'm like i i don't care i always have so much fun i always well, have so I much fun in orlando they did like a star wars night at uh hollywood studios at, at the Disney park. And it was, that was before they had galaxy's edge there, but they did have all the rides were open and yes, you did pay, you know, like a hundred dollars to get in, but the food was free. The drinks were free and all the rides were available and you didn't have to stand in these long lines for them. Mm. And to me, that was worth it because, you know, you end up having the same ride experiences but you're just not spending half of your day standing in line for them. So yeah. that's it, another advantage of going. And uh, now that it's postponed until 2022, like I know that they were opening up like galaxy's edge in phases. So who knows what like new things they might be putting in to galaxy's edge as you know what I mean? As we speak. So um, there's true, true. There's a, yeah. So I'm really looking forward to, um, doing that night, but I think really what I'm really excited for is getting like to experience that with like 
uh, people that are like just the biggest as Star Wars fans as I am. Um, because when I totally. when I go to Galaxy's Edge, you know, sometimes I'm with my cousin or my aunt or like people who are like they know about Star Wars. They've seen like one movie or two, but it's not anybody who's like super hardcore into it like me. So I just know like when when we experience that night together and we're in Disneyland, which is like my favorite place, and I'm with like people that like are like my Star Wars family, I just I, I can't wait. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I know I'm probably going to cry at least three times. So I'm sorry about that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't apologize. We're going to, they're going to have like some character out, Avar Kiss probably, <laughs> and uh, we'll take photos with her and probably cry a little bit <laughs> and make Drew jealous uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, if there's Avar Kiss out there, then I, uh, you will have to call me and I will break down barriers in order to get over there. <laughs> so my number two just to kind of round it out here is i don't know if this is going to happen but it'd be super cool if they did one of the things i liked about the last celebration was when they brought out john williams and the orchestra to play the they played a uh, princess leia's theme kind of to celebrate uh carrie fisher um i really want to encourage more live music at these events i know it's hard i know it takes a lot of arranging and it's hard to probably to get people in there to do who can enjoy it in the proper ways but and i certainly don't want to do it only for when actors pass away because that's tragic <laughs> but if we could get something like i i've seen orchestras play along to like they'll have the movie play on a, on a screen and they'll play the soundtrack to the film as the film is going on so you get to watch it and enjoy it live something like that even if it's like an episode of The Mandalorian would be amazing to have with the live music behind it um, to really kind of emphasize the fact that it's great when you see it on screen. It's great when you listen to the music in your headphones. It's a different world when you watch the people play it. You know, you see the guys turning pages and changing out instruments and whatnot to really get a, an experience and understand what it takes to, to do that, to make that music and to see it happen live and usually flawlessly is just a powerful thing and i wish we could bring that to more people and i think this is a great venue for it no idea how to make it happen no idea if it's ever going to happen at one of these things but man if it does i will i'll be the guy sleeping in in the sleeping bag on the concrete floor next to zach uh as we wait in line <laughs> to make sure we're we're there to get the best seat possible <laughs> I, I would love that kind of thing yeah it was a really good moment for celebration uh orlando for me yeah, I hope that's I when really the tears started flowing. No, yeah. I mean, really, it really was. Uh, I hadn't, you know, really felt that way about. Obviously, I was sad about Carrie Fisher's passing, but when that music came on and her highlight reel came on, I mean, it's like me and my two best friends um, had never shared. You know, we had been in bands together, so we had shared a lot of emotional moments, but man, that was a completely different level of emotion that we yeah. had ever felt together. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was very I, cathartic. I yeah, there's there's literally no words. And we were... I was 40 feet away from John Williams in that in oh. that one. Yeah, I was, I was very, very close oh, to man. him. I was on his side. And, like I said... I was like three to four rows away from him. So yeah, it, it, 
I agree. It was powerful. <laughs> that is amazing. I would have killed to have been there for that. Just to watch him conduct is it's a miracle, really. All right, but we got to get through the hard stuff now. So now is your number one butts, the the most terrifying, horrifying, negative possible thing you could anticipate is coming. So, Zach, why don't you break our hearts first and see what have you got for number one? Well, I mean, I don't have anything else aside oh, from... Oh, I forgot. That's right. No, you're, yeah, I mean, you're all uh, sunshine and puppies. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I just didn't feel like I need to complain about something that wasn't really... Uh, complainable for me. So mine was well, the lottery. To and Savers. The, yeah, mine was the lottery. Mine was the uh, early times. And Mark had made uh, reference to something that I didn't even think about, uh, which was the celebration app. And that's really it for me. Okay. Well, good for you, man. Okay. Uh, we'll slide right on down. Mark, I'm, I'm sure you have something to break us all in pieces. Well, I do have something to say about the lottery. <laughs> Uh, because it's my number one um so zach 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 was talking about uh how how um not ideal it was that people that pay the same amount of money like one would get the fat of menace and somebody else would get the rise of skywalker and it just seemed to be unfair and you know you didn't get exactly what you wanted um try not getting anything at all I didn't Whoa. get a single panel. Wow. Not one single no. panel that I applied for. I didn't get a single one. I knew people that got more than one. Now, explain to I me got how. More than one. Okay, see. <laughs> I would say. There's your problem. There's your problem right there is you've got and a I system with that you. it should have locked you. It should have given you one panel and locked you out of all the others. And that would have allowed more people to get into some of the other panels. Because. The idea that somebody could actually be go to more than one panel and other people can't get into any at all, there's something wrong with the system. Um, now, I was one of the people that when they announced the lottery system, I was like, oh, hey, I definitely don't want to sit outside at night like I did last time at 12 a.m. and wait six hours for the building to open. Um, I definitely don't want to do that again. So yeah, lottery system sounds okay to me. I kind of wrote off the idea that I would be going into any of the big panels. So if I thought, well, you know, I'll throw my hat in the ring and maybe I'll get one. I thought I'd get something, but not getting anything at all was really disappointing. And then add on top of that. Yeah. The, the, the app not working properly and not being able to like get every single one of the smaller panels that I was trying to get into because the app wasn't working. That was that was kind of frustrating too. And however, I will say that one of the things that they don't really tell you and they don't advertise it is that even the big panels, um, maybe with the exception of the really big ones, like for a big movie panel, uh, the the auditorium fills up pretty much all to capacity. But some of the second tier panels that are big, but not quite as big as the big ones. They don't fill up to capacity, right? They don't fall. They don't fill to capacity. And I have an example from Orlando in 2017. So we had, we wanted to get, we wanted to get into the battlefront, the EA battlefront panel, but we couldn't get a wristband. And somebody suggested, well, Hey, go up there anyway, and just hang out by the door. And, Sure enough, we went up there and just said, well, we don't have anything else to do. Let's just try it. So they let the people that lined up in, everybody goes in, and there's some several of us standing outside of the 
you know, kind of off to the side. And the people that were organizing and letting people in saw us standing over there. I'd say there's maybe 30 people standing there. And they said, we're not going to be able to let anybody else in. I'm sorry, guys. You're all going to have to, you are like, you just might as well leave because we're not going to let anybody else in. We're only letting people that are ticketed in. They told our group that about three times. And then uh, several people left. And a few of us stayed. My brother and I stayed. Just hung out. We just, just, we'll just wait and see what happens. There was a guy standing. There was a guy standing near us, and he hadn't said anything the whole time. And after about ten minutes, the panel would have been going on for about ten minutes. The guy says, "Do y'all want to go in to see the panel?" And oh, we go, gosh. "Yeah." He says, "Well, I'm with EA, and here's two press passes." And so he gives us two press passes, and we went in as press. Oh. <laughs> and that's how we got in. Fake it until you make it, baby. That's right. I mean, we were just like, he just Model saw that, hey, my life. these two guys won't really, really want to get into this panel, and they're being persistent, so let's let them in. Now, in Chicago, with the lottery system, I thought there was no chance that they were going to let anybody into any of the panels if you didn't, you know, di- didn't get in, didn't win it in the lottery. I heard rumors, and I don't know if this is true, that they were letting people in. Like, if you hung out long enough, they'd just let you in if there was room. Oh, now, now, I can't promise you that that would be the case for the next one, but that's two different celebrations where I heard that people were being allowed in even though they didn't have a reservation. So, that's something I to th- keep in mind. I think yeah, that also trying. depends on how how their system works, because when they did D23, obviously it's not the same company, uh, but D23, you had to get like either a ticket or like a wristband, uh, but they also had standby lines and the standby lines didn't guarantee mm-hmm. you into the panel. Um, but like, let's say some people didn't like who had tickets didn't show up and they still had room. They would let you in. Was, was the workaround for the app not working me not getting into the, these smaller panels was I used the standby option for those panels and I got into every single panel that I tried to get into that way. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you, you can get into the smaller panels that way just doing standby. It absolutely works. Um, you end up sitting in the back, but it doesn't really matter because for a lot of these panels, you know, it's a big cavernous room, so and they have big screens, so it's really doesn't really matter where you sit, honestly. Yeah. Um, I think it's just about the atmosphere and being in there with like other yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Adriana, number one. Oh, I'm kinda nervous. I didn't I didn't think about this when I was actually thinking about these things but i guess i will just tell you guys now please don't be mad please don't hate me um i'm just gonna preface this by (laughs) i i'm just gonna go ahead and say i'll be general at first that i don't want any disappointing announcements and by disappointing announcements i i i will phrase it this way i would prefer to see announcements of a lot more women and people of color getting to direct and take helm of these things i i don't i'm sorry i don't want um any more white men (laughs) or like less white men and more like women and people of color is uh, Uh, i think we're all with you (laughs) okay i just i i i was a little nervous because i i i assume that you are all white men so (laughs) i don't have an issue with that 
No, I, I, I have this. I would absolutely support that. <laughs> I just, I'm a little tired I, of the white dude opinion. Yeah, we've 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 already seen like with the Mandalorian, like we've had like Deborah Chow, um, uh, Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard, um, all these like women and all these people of color that have directed it, and it's like some of the best Star Wars I've ever seen, you know, and like. Taika is getting his own so I just want more announcements like that um because it, like these people are able to these people <laughs> um people of color and women you know we we deserve the chance to tell Star, Star Wars you know and I feel like they've got a lot to offer Star Wars and and yeah I just I don't want any more announcements where it's just more and more white men uh, directing Star Wars, like please let other people do it. Let give other people a chance. Um, that's that's pretty much it. I want more announcements of that variety, of that. I want diversity. <laughs> so basically, what yeah. I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's it's really kind of one. It's hard to deny uh, at this point. Uh, you know, Deborah Chow getting the entire. Mandalorian run is such a big deal um you know obviously me being a white man I don't get to wave that flag and say yeah we won but like we kind of did like in a, in a good sense of in a good sense of like I I think that's one of the coolest things about Star Wars as as a Star Wars fan you know you got to think like nobody really had backlash with Marvel not that they really should but Star Wars, um, under the direction, this is one of the things that Kathleen Kennedy has done really well, is she's really introduced that um, more representation. And I don't know if that is more John Favreau than Kathleen Kennedy, whoever is involved, but we, you know, as, with The Mandalorian, you really do have a lot of different representation. And you, ha- you can't argue how good it's been so on that subject simply alone you cannot argue how beneficial that's been and like at this point i would let deborah chow direct a movie like she's so good like i i am so excited the fact that she is running the entire kenobi uh you know episodes i couldn't be more excited and what it does for somebody like me being a cinephile being somebody who you know, um, loves movies. Are there a lot of white men directing? Yes. And there are a lot of white men that I'm very excited to see them direct. I mean, you look at guys like Denny Villeneuve, uh, Chris Nolan, stuff like that. Like there are a lot of amazing talent, but there is, um, a lot of other representation and a lot of other talent out there that brings such a flavor. Um, I'm forgetting uh, the director's name for Black Panther. Why am I forgetting his name? I know this. Ryan Coogler? Ryan Coogler. Yeah. How special mm. was Creed? You know? How special oh, was Black yep. Panther? Yeah. Um, you know, and while I was always excited for Black Panther as, as a white man, I think Black Panther was the coolest character in Marvel ever, and I was so excited to see what Wakanda would be. 
he brought such a special emotional tone to that. And then you look at Patty Jenkins and what she did for Wonder Woman and yeah. you hear mm-hmm. her story of her pitch for Wonder Woman and how the execs of Warner Brothers would say, make it Wonder Woman, but make it sexier and more manlier. So she didn't do Wonder <laughs> Woman. And then she did it later when she was allowed to do what she wanted. It's, it's very touching. So, um, as someone who loves a lot of white male directors, I'm also very excited for the representation, the uh, new announcements, because it also, what it does for a cinephile like me is I get to look at other people's work. So like Deborah Chow, I want to watch more of her work. Um, uh, Rick Fumi, what is... Fukuyama. Fukuyama. Yeah. I want to see more of yeah. his work, you know, Ryan Coogler, stuff like that. Like, yeah. it just makes me have more things that I want to watch, which is very exciting. And the flavor is so much different. Yeah. Yeah. And, Rick, and- Rick Fukuyama directed two of my favorite episodes of last season. And Absolutely. I, yeah. I was just like blown away by the his action skills. And I was like, give this man a movie. And, and The Mandalorian really, uh, my hope for it was that they were using it as a as an incubator for future future movie directors, like bringing in talent, cooperative talent, where they just create this pool of talent to pull from, of like, you get to direct this, and you'll do this series, and you'll do this miniseries, and you'll do this movie. And it looks like that's what they're doing. And Absolutely. It's, yeah. I'm, I'm with Adriana. I want to see more of that. Just yeah. keep, bringing it, keep bringing it to us. Like, I don't, I don't want to start a fight here. Why um, would you start a fight? No, you no, no. It was it's clashing sabers. I don't want to start. I don't want to start. I don't want to alienate any listeners. But like, I'm gonna be eh. real honest. Like my favorite, my favorite Mandalorian episodes were like Bryce Dallas Howard's episodes and like Deborah Chow's episodes. My least favorite, not not so much necessarily the the second season, um, but definitely the first season was the episode that that Dave Filoni directed. Like I'm like. Uh, it was the one with um, where they went back to Tatooine, right? That's the one that I mean, he directed. Like, absolutely, uh, yeah. that was like the weakest episode. Like that I'm was sorry. my least favorite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and like you know, like now, um, you know, we're getting all these like comic book movies and stuff like that. And some of my favorite comic book movies have been directed by women. Like, like one the fir- the first Wonder Woman. The first yep. one, um, the Birds first of one. Prey. Birds of Prey is like hands down one of the best comic book films I have ever seen. And, and you know what? It's, nobody woman. talks about that. Nobody talks about how good that movie is. Like it's honestly, so it's so good. It is hands down. Like everything about the storytelling, like the action, everything about it is just perfect. And it was directed by a woman. So, like that's what. I like that's what I want Star Wars to be. I want Star Wars to be like this is the best like science fiction movie I've ever seen and it's directed by like a woman or a person of color. Um I that that's what I want Star Wars to be and and also like just something else too and I know I've talked about this before but it's like a it's a big deal for me. Um you know when you have people of color and women directing you're going to get a lot of more variety in who's on screen, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you're going to get a lot more um, stuff that's not necessarily problematic. Like, I I, I talk about The Rise of Sky. I don't talk about The Rise of Skywalker because I, I don't like it. But one of the biggest things for me is that they turned 
this Latin male lead into a drug dealer, which is like a yeah. common thing. And like, I'm like, that's that was my representation. And I'm like, we're not all drug dealers. Like, especially at the time when we had a president who was like saying stuff like that. So it really like it really um, made me really sad. And it made me really like t- it took me out of Star Wars for a minute. You guys know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and because Star Wars means so much to me, I I don't I don't want to ever feel like that again. Um, because it was something it's something that I love trying to alienate me. And so I really want I don't want other people to experience that like I experienced it. Um, you know? I I think that's where I'll end that. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. I think that's 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 great. That's fair. That's a, a valid concern. Um, and as we have seen, things have gotten better in the past couple of years, but there's a long way to go before it, it seems fair. And, and uh, hopefully the trend continues in the right direction. Hopefully we'll have this conversation in, in two years or so. It'd be like, remember when we were all afraid this was going to happen and it turned out they beat our expectations <laughs> by leaps and bounds. Um, that's what we can hope for. Uh, and, and, and beat the crap out of, them online if they'd fail to meet those expectations like, this <laughs> yeah. is a problem and be loud about it so yeah i think uh i, I think you've got we're, we're behind y'all with that absolutely we want to support that and, and and make sure that voice is heard because it's an important one um yes especially because uh, i'm giving them my money <laughs> yeah that's a that's a big deal well so, and for the yeah. to make the record clear uh on a serious but humorous tone I know a lot of uh, m- a lot more white drug dealers than I do of any other ethnicity. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, it's going to get That's weird in a minute. <laughs> and see, as. As a Latina, I don't know any drug dealers. I think that's the goal we want to be pushing is like, let's not know any. Okay. All right. Nope. Okay, cool. Oh, boy. So uh, he's probably just talking about weed, right? That's it. Weed. No big deal. I mean, I don't know what they do. Star Wars is a movie that takes place in space. Um, So I'll round it out. Mine is a whole lot less uh, personal and important than Adriana's, but just to tackle it out, I am, my number one concern is, God forbid they ever think it's a good idea to announce a crossover event between Star Wars and any other property oh, that Disney no, owns. Oh, no, no, no. Don't, don't even um, put that out there. <laughs> I, they, uh, a couple people within the company have gone on record saying, no, it will never happen, and I have no faith in corporate BS. So somebody's going to put dollars against ideas, and they're going to say, wouldn't it be great if Guardians of the Galaxy showed up on Tatooine? Uh, no, no. That'll exactly. never happen. Don't even worry it, about it. I uh-huh. worry about everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, to, it just feels inevitable. Um, I would love it if things go great in the pe- next couple years, but that hasn't been... The only way I see that ever happening would be if it was some kind of parody-like thing, where like maybe a Lego movie, like that, the tone of like a Lego yeah. thing, where sure. that that kind of crossover, but I don't that think you're going like, to see like a serious... Like if Emmett and, and uh, Wildstyle showed up in a Lego Star Wars movie, I'd be down with that. 
because we had some of the Star Wars characters show up in the Lego movies. That's been fine, but but if Spider-Man steps out of the Millennium Falcon at any point in time and space, then I quit. I'm going home. Listen, I will make a serious um, deal with you. If that ever happens, this is how confident that I... I am, especially since you'll introduce Ken- me to your drug dealers that you know. Is that what was going to <laughs> Whoa, whoa, whoa! Uh, I I did not say that. I just said that I've known people. I don't know actually deal with these people. I'm just saying, like I, I like I grew up in suburbia. Like there was a lot of white dudes. I'm not getting into that, but I feel like this uh, needs a lot of footnotes <laughs> to the conversation. <laughs> Clashing I will make does it not endorse. <laughs> No, nor should we ever. Uh, um, if Marvel ever, especially since Kevin Feige just talked about Star Wars not crossing over with Marvel ever, yeah, I will send you my Luke Skywalker Rebellion helmet if that ever happens. That's how confident I am that it will never happen. It will never would, happen. I, the only it th- only oh. scares me because it was brought up and said it was never going to happen. That's why it's it makes you wonder, like, like, who's been chattering about it? Like, somebody why had a like conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Had an Oswald parts and wreck. Because. The only crossovers I would want to see are, like, cosplay. Sure. That's yeah. fine. Like, the invent invention, the creativity of like blending characters together is great. That is fantastic because that's more representative of an individual's own aspirations and their creativity and ingenuity. I love that kind of stuff. The minute it's followed by a Lucasfilm logo, though, that's when I'm checking out. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Okay, we're in the home stretch now. So now we get to end on a high note. So the number one thing you are looking forward to in Celebration 2022. Zach, start us off. The number one thing I'm looking forward to is my eventual, I guess I'm announcing it here, is uh, I plan on having a podcasters meetup with every single Star Wars podcasting uh, group that I know of because when me and Sam did it in Chicago... We were so tired, and there was this invite from Dave from Balance of the Force to finally meet up with him. We had talked online multiple times, and he said, hey, man, you coming? And we were really not one to go. We were tired. We went there. We sat outside in Chicago, so tired, by a fire, kind of looking around, looking for people, seeing what's going on. And what had happened was... Um, Ezra from Hyperspace Hangout came, uh, that's where I met Lindsay from, obviously, Clashing Sabers. Um, Force Toast came out, and multiple other Star Wars podcasts, and this was the same day that the Rise of Skywalker trailer came out, so everybody was buzzing, and it was the single greatest time I've ever had as a Star Wars fan. And the best thing about it was we were all sitting there. Not We've never met each other in person. I Actually, the only person I had talked to was Dave from Balance of the Force. And we were just, everybody kind of gravitated towards each other. And me and Sam happened to have our, our Rode microphones. Hey, 
let's do a... You guys want to do a big team-up podcast? And everybody had their beer. They had their alcohol of choice or drink of choice. And we were literally sitting by a campfire in the middle of the city talking about what would happen. You know, I'm not a fan of Rise of Skywalker. I don't like how it went down. But the excitement of what could happen had never been so much more heightened than that day and that night. And so my number one thing is whatever happens, whatever news is announced, I plan on finding a hotel next to the next to the convention and having a podcaster's party so that we can do that all again and <laughs> recreate that magic because that is seriously what has kept me podcasting um, over the time was that feeling. And I would not be here with you guys had it not been for that night. I would not even probably know about you guys had that night not happened. And I'm so thankful for that. That is awesome. I look forward to ruining that meeting myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that sure it goes hand in hand with mine. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure yeah. me, Ezra, yeah. uh, from Hyperspace Hangout, and Sam will ruin that night already. Like, we will ruin <laughs> that together. Like, at that point, I had just met Ezra from Hyperspace Hangout, and Heinekens were just appearing in the hotel. It was very weird. Like, they were just appearing. And he was like, hey, man, you want one? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Everybody was hung over the Mandalorian panel. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> That's awesome. Mark, why don't you hit us with your number one? Uh, mine's very similar. Um, I have a feeling a lot of ours are going to be very similar. Uh, it's The number one thing is the people. Meeting people. Meeting you guys. Meeting all of you for the first time in the same place for the same event. Uh, because I, I went with my brother to the very first celebration, and he and I just kind of hung out with each other. Uh, but we had such a good time and I had such a, uh, I enjoyed the, the energy and the vibe of it so much that I ended up going back just by myself to Chicago. And I thought, I don't know if I'm going to enjoy it just going by myself. Cause I'm not really meeting up with friends or anything there. So I don't know if, how that's going to go. Um, I ended up meeting so many people that I knew from Twitter and we were meeting for the first time. And oh, wow. it was like, yeah, it was like, I just did not expect that. I am not the most, I'm kind of more of an introverted person. I'm not the most extroverted person, but I just had a, that part of it was so much fun. Um, one of the, the last night, full, yeah, it was the last full night that I was there. Um, I went uh, to the Steel Saunders uh, live podcast party that he was throwing and it was, Zach, it was very similar to what you were describing with your event that you went to. Um, I started seeing all these people that, that had podcasts that I recognized and people that I interact with and who were mutuals on Twitter and people were coming up to me and like saying, Hey, I know you. And I'd go, Oh yeah, you're, you're so-and-so. And that caught me off guard because I, I just didn't expect there to be that kind that level of recognition and camaraderie and people being so friendly. And, um, 
while I was there, the uh, the Schmodown had been doing their trivia contest, and Alex from Star Wars Explained, Alex and Molly came in, and he had just won the title. So he walks in with you know the prize belt, um, and he well, he was like recognized me from Twitter and came in and said, "Hey, I think we follow each other on Twitter." And I was like, "This guy has <laughs> one of the biggest YouTube channels, Star Wars channels on YouTube." So yeah, that was. That that was just the the social aspect of it. Just on the last one, just really blew me away. I'm just like, that's why. Like I came back from that one and was like, like telling like all of my clashing sabers people, like we've really got to meet the next one because like <laughs> I went to this one solo and I met so many cool people and like we all already know each other, but we've never been in that environment with each other. And I just man, I just wanted to do it so bad. I was so disappointed when 2020 didn't happen, but Mm. that's my number one thing. Um, I I do want to throw in something about all of the the things we talked about that were negative. One of the things I wanted to address was, because Drew, I think you'd said something like, well, if something like that happened, I think that would just ruin the event for me. There was a lot of stuff that happened in my two celebrations that were very frustrating and very almost made me feel like, gosh, I don't know if I want to do this again. And by the end of it, like when I got home like a day or two later, I'm thinking I'm totally going to go to the next one because <laughs> well, I was already I missing it. Yeah, it was. It doesn't matter. Like you're going to go through frustration. There's going to be yeah. stuff that happens that really aggravates you. And you think, gosh, how could they have done this? Now that really, that's really sucks. And then... You just end up, it doesn't matter. It's just the, the positivity of it and the pluses of it are so much better than the negatives. They really, really are. I cannot yeah. overemphasize that. Yeah. I, there are so many things that I'm like, oh, man, I wish I could have done that or I missed that or I was standing in line. But ultimately, I always, always like D23, like, because that's what I'm comparing it to for me. Like, I always am there. Like, the next one, I'm going to be there. Like, because ultimately, um, you feel like this sense of, uh, I think it's FOMO, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, they're, they're, like like Mark said, you know, you, you are going to get upset by some things. You are going to get frustrated. But ultimately, it, it just, it, it goes away. Um, because you get the experiences that you have, the people that you meet, it's just worth it. It's so much fun because you're really in a place with other people like you and you share the same things and, um, the, the love of this thing, you know, and it just feels really good. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, and, and I, I will, I will add to that in the sense of, you know, I talk about the, um, the Acolyte Taika Waititi's. Star Wars film, but really the sole reason I'm going there is to meet the people that had made me feel so welcome. And, you know, I have to give a shout out to Ezra from Hyperspace Hangout, uh, Dave and John from Balance of the Force. I mean, that kind of love and fandom that you immediately click, it's what makes all of this make sense. So even when a Rise of Skywalker might not be your favorite movie and let you down in the end. It's that unity of what could be 
what yeah. could happen, yeah. and that we're yeah. all together in this moment for a second in time. There's other people on Facebook getting to see this trailer on their phone, but we are all in the same bubble despite our backgrounds, despite what we go through in our everyday life. We are all in this bubble for a moment, and that's something that I cannot ever replace in my life, and it's the reason why uh, Indiana Boy will be flying out to California. <laughs> and it's it's to, to hang out with people he's only met. You know, some I, I haven't I've never met you guys, but I've only met Ezra and Dave and John once and Lindsay once. But I'm going out to California to be with them again because of the way that unity feels. You talk about the con crud, but the con really can bring friendship, unity, and a heightened sense of humanity that you didn't, that you forgotten about. Yep. Yeah, the, the negativity that you see online and on Twitter, you know, that just washes away. It just, it's like it's, I don't know, it's just hard to describe it unless you've experienced it. It's, it's just something that stays with you. And it's just so funny. My first one, I remember I was so frustrated by the, the lack of organization. And I just thought, oh, gosh, why, why would I want to come back? I'm exhausted. And and this has been really frustrating. And there's the highs were good, but then like the bads were bad. And why would I want to do this again? And then I got home and, st- and decided I would write an article about it. And as I'm writing the article for Clashing Sabres, I was like, man, that was a whole lot better than I thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> and. And you really like just something that to think about, like I said earlier, you're not going to do everything that you set out to do. You know, um, mm-hmm. there are things that you're going to miss. There are things that you're going to wander into by accident and mm-hmm. they're going to be the best panel that you actually went to. So just keep like an open mind. Like you like you can try um, all you want to schedule things out and and yeah, go ahead and do that. Like I do that, but just remember, like you gotta you gotta go with the flow too. And and you never know, like some people that I've I have been met at D twenty three. Like I ended up following on them on Instagram, and like now we're Instagram friends, you know. And and we share information about like events, and you know, we I still talk to some of them. And so it's really nice just to go and even just. Even if all you do is meet people, even if all you do is hang out on the show floor, um, you're going to have a good time, I feel like, especially if you go in with the right mindset. Like, Drew, please don't go in thinking it's going to be a horrible disaster. Um, <laughs> you're going to you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Like, I have no doubts that no matter what it looks like, no matter how it is, especially like in this post COVID, whatever you know, world that we're in, like, it's, it's going to be a fun time just for the sheer fact that, um, you're there. (laughs) Oh, yeah, there, there are no bad, there are no bad panels either. Like there's, there's, if you don't, don't get into the panels that you want, pick one that you wouldn't have gone to otherwise and just go for the heck of it. I promise you will not be disappointed. Yep. I, I, did that on like the last day where I was just like picking panels because I didn't have anything else to do. We were just like, well, let's just go to this one. This one is like a, oh, look, this one talks about droids. Oh, that might be fun <laughs> or cute. And we went in and it was Anthony Daniels and uh, 
uh, what's his name? K2SO. Uh, Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Doing a panel together. Well, I didn't know they were going to be on the panel together, and there they were. So, yeah, there's really no such thing as a bad panel. That's awesome. It's very good to hear. I'll, I'll, it's good to hear you guys, you know, so enthusiastic about it. Even, you know, like you guys have said, we spent a lot of time talking about what could go wrong and the problems we've seen in the past, but to know that it's all overshadowed by um, the actual event and how much fun it really is is always good to hear. Adriana, did you have anything else in your number one you want to share, or did we kind of cover? Yeah, we kind of we kind of covered it. Um, I just I'm really looking forward to meeting everybody and seeing everybody face to face, and not just like from the Clashing Sabers. There's a lot of um, friends that I've met on Twitter. Like, there's a group of Star Wars po- podcasters that I. Um, play Among Us with every Sunday. So like <laughs> like Kate and Chris and Keeks and Miranda from the Book Wars pod. Um oh Katrina, Jess from the LBT pod. Like there's so many people that I'm just really excited to finally get to like meet and hang out with, you know, um and just really like just bond and have a good time together. <laughs> you know, because I, I like I like Zach said, I, I, I feel like this this one I'm really going for. Like, I've never been before, but I'm not really... I, I, I think it's too far out to be excited for any one particular thing. So for me, I'm really just excited to to be there and to meet um, you guys and to hang out with you guys and to experience this with you guys. Um, yeah. And you guys get to, like, come to me. <laughs> Which is makes me happy. I don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> that is pretty convenient. That ain't so bad. Come to me, and I'll convince you to come live in California. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, I'll just tag on then this at the end here. I'm really looking forward to being able to take my kids and show them that there are other people who love this stuff just as much as we do. Um, sometimes I feel like they have a hard time because they don't, they're not quite the, the my kids parents are not exactly the type that fit in with everybody in the area we live in all the time um and and so they my two boys especially have picked up on some of the stuff that i love including the star star wars stuff and to have them realize that there are other people across the globe who are into this stuff if not as much certainly a whole lot more than we are too um, I think is really important for them to see, um, to let them know that what they like, other people like too, gives them a sense of belonging, a sense of, of ownership over their their enjoyment of this stuff. You know, they we we've been rewatching Rebels; they've never seen it before, so they're watching it for the first time. And 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 my nine year old is just latched on to Ezra, which as the seasons progress is not super comforting, but he's really <laughs> kind of found a new thing he can explore and it's so much fun to go do alongside him and just to show him that there's other people who take this as seriously as he does would be a big benefit to him. So it's definitely about getting together with the people that you know, people you don't know and really kind of enjoying that sense of community um, in, in, in a completely unique way, in a way in which cannot be replicated in any other facet except these kinds of mass gatherings. If, you know, as long as we get to have them, it'll be a whole lot of fun. So 
uh, just before we end the the night, it's getting long. Hopefully, you guys that are listening along have uh, enjoyed kind of this both preview of things to come and summary of things that have come by in the past. Uh, any last parting thoughts? Anybody get an honorable mention? Things they want to mention uh, about the celebration that they didn't get a chance to? Three, two, one. <laughs> nope. Sounds like everybody's good to go. Well, <laughs> guys, thanks again so much for joining us. Um, best thing we can do is we'll go around one last time and kind of say where we are on the internet if you want to follow us for more of our own personal thoughts so we'll just go the same order zach what uh, what's the best way people can find you and what you're talking about online you can find me at sith talker 25 talking all things comic books star wars working out and newly smoking meats yes every weekend i'm smoking <laughs> a brisket ribs chicken anything i can smoke on the smoker of my pit boss i'm doing it so you can check me out <laughs> doing daily life activities uh having fun and enjoying star wars fandom life working out in food awesome awesome mark yeah you can follow me uh on twitter i'm pretty much always there it's uh you can follow me at djm marquee and uh, if we become mutuals, if you don't mind me coming up, I may come up to you at Celebration and say, hey, I know you. So if you don't mind that happening out of the blue, uh, you can give me a follow. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I am, like I mentioned earlier, I've been very, very busy with life and work lately. So I haven't been able to uh, give as much attention to Forever Star Wars, but I am working on a new episode for that. So that should be coming out shortly. I know there are many of us who are looking forward to that. Um, I was just looking the other day to try and figure out when the next one should be coming. And, and uh, we were waiting with bated breath, but take your time. Yeah, it's overdue. <laughs> <laughs> Adriana, what about you? Um, you can find me over on Twitter um, at Celestial Intent and Instagram, the same at. Um, and I do have a couple of episodes that one should have already come out by the time this one comes out. And then... Hopefully another one right after that. Uh, like Mark, I was also not able to dedicate my time <laughs> to new episodes, but hopefully that's changing. Um, yes. Awesome. Co Great. Yeah. COVID, it, COVID really, like, the whole concept of it just kicked my butt. So I'm sorry about <laughs> that, guys. <laughs> no, that's that. Hey, I think we're all on the same page. Of That's totally understandable. Um, thank you guys for coming out tonight. Again, follow the show on, t on Twitter at Clashing Sabers. You can find us on the Facebook group, Star Wars Clashing Sabers. And hey, uh, check out the Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Clashing Sabers. Um, any dollars you can sign up for on a monthly basis goes straight into the pot of money to buy more books for kids and students across the country. So don't be shy. You'll get access to a couple fun little things over there. Brandon has this weird goal. If we get a certain number of people, he's going to force me to record a uh, commentary for Attack of the Clones with him. So Ooh. I want to be in on that because I love Ooh, Attack of the too. Clones. Me too. Oh, I, I want to be in on that for sure. Then sign up <laughs> at the Patreon because we're not terribly far away from it. I can't remember how many people we have to have signed up, but join the ranks of the few, the proud, the mighty. Um, who are over there. There's a bunch of other commentaries for the movie, so if you've ever been like, gee, I wonder what it's like to watch Rise of Skywalker with Lindsay in the co-pilot chair, let me tell you what, it's a blast. <laughs> we have a good time. <laughs> so find us over there. Uh, tune in next time for the next show. Should we watch the podcast feed and you'll get it automatically. And we'll see you guys around and we'll end it the way we always do. So everybody, batch eight. hi -oh. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye bye. Phew.
The podcast you just listened to and all other Clashing Sabers productions are the intellectual property of ClashingSabers.net. All sounds and materials used from other creators is their stuff, and we just use different informational and educational purposes. Bottom line, we made it, it's ours, they made it, it's theirs. Seems simple, but if you're still confused, feel free to email us at ClashingSabersNetwork at gmail.com. We have no association with Lucasfilm, Disney, or any of the other fine companies that make all this stuff we talk about. But, Kathleen Kennedy, if you need anything, let me know. I work for cheap. Now let's blow this thing and get out of here.